Oh, hey, okay, we're, we're back. back. What is up, everybody? My name is Nerdy. And I'm Clarice. And you have stumbled upon the latest episode of The Nerdy, The Wordy, The, the Book, Book Club. Club. <laughs> That's right. This week, we're going to be discussing the first nine chapters and the prologue of Robert Jordan's The Fires of Heaven, the fifth book. We've read four full books I of know. The Wheel of Time. Four full bricks. Which means we only have 11 to go. Wow. So many books. <laughs> uh, I want to say a huge hello to everyone who is live in the chat. Hi. Thank you for coming back. I know we've taken a couple of weeks off. This feels off center, but um, <laughs> I've taken a couple of weeks off, but we're back. We are. And uh, we're super excited because we we missed this mm -hmm. <laughs> with you guys. Um, before we get started, there was a super chat. And I just want to say a big, big thank you to... Um, we oh, there's two. two. Yeah, Methany. Methany, what's up? Thank you. We appreciate it. And um, Jake Hendricks, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're so glad that you're jumping back in with this reread along mm -hmm. with us. So um, thanks, guys. Yeah, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to thank uh, our mods again for showing up and being here for us. Uh, you know who you are. Everyone knows who you are because everyone's <laughs> argued with you at least once. Um, but re please remember, as we go into the fires of heaven, that our mods are right. 100% uh, of the time, and yeah. if you have a problem with them, bring it up to us in DMs. Do not fight with them in the chat. Uh, it's not worth it. They will win. They have power. <laughs> it's also one of those things where they're always erring on the side of caution. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it wasn't technically a spoiler and it gets deleted, no hard feelings. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to uh, look out for us, and we we do appreciate that. And if your super chat gets deleted for spoilers, just send another super chat. Like, what's, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen, you know? Um, Before we get into it today, we should mention that today's podcast is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the online service where you can listen to yeah. books. Yes. It's an online service where words are reenacted for you and your pleasure. I don't think they're reenacted. They're read. You No, people do voices. No, but reenacted is like a, tele, a, a television show is a reenaction of words. No, like if it's like a bedtime story and your mom's reading it to you, that's like, that's the reenactment. <laughs> I, I think, I don't think that we have the same idea of what a reenactment is. Like Amazon's The Wheel of Time is a reenactment of the books because it's acting it. But like an audiobook is just reading it. You know what? I made a strong choice. Audible, <clears throat> where you can... Not have to look at things, mm -hmm. but you can still you hear You can them. close your eyes and still have a good time. We make jokes um, uh, about how we pitch Audible, but the truth is Audible's awesome. Audiobooks <laughs> are a fantastic way for so many people uh, to Apparently read books. Right. <clears throat> Apparently you're right. Yeah. If Rockmage says I'm right, then I'm right. So If Rockmage says you're right, that does not mean a dang thing. Um, yeah. Audible. <laughs> uh, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdynightly to get your free book and your free month of their incredible service. That is audibletrial.com slash nerdynightly. But, but that's not what we're here to actually talk about. What we're here to talk about is... The book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know you were going to throw it to me. So... <laughs> I missed this. We're off to such a strong start. 10 out of 10. The 
book. The book. The, the Fires of Heaven. The Fires of Heaven. I was going to say The Wheel of Time and The Fires of Heaven, and there was no way for my brain to <laughs> create one. And It's fine. Oh, they all book. Guys, we have, I feel like we say this every time. Every time we're like, it's the craziest prologue. And it just, mm-hmm. it keeps outdoing itself. Um, yeah, I agree with that. The prologue for this is nuts. Um, but uh, before we get into the specifics of that, uh, how do you feel about the book overall? Uh, wow. Okay. So far, there is so many words <laughs> and so many names. Um, yeah, I agree with that. This book really feels like you like you're 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 doing that 5k marathon but like you are sprinting that first k for some reason okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Tough it's going really hard um the last the, the the last couple of chapters a little bit less so but that the, the beginning of this was like oh my god okay there's like wind in your hair we're running faster than a horse because we're humans and it's like it, it it was a lot yeah um it was definitely interesting to read a section of the Wheel of Time for this podcast mm-hmm. and spend almost the entirety of it with one storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do get a little bit with Nynaeve and Elaine and them at the end, and we do get a little bit of what's going on at the White Tower at the beginning and some, you know, villain. Uh, we finally got some forsaken point of views, which we were asking for two weeks ago in our yep. full book recap of uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, The Shadow Rising. And so we did get, we got what we wanted, but... Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is definitely a chunk in the middle where we're just going to be like, and then Rand uh, goes to this room, and he says this to this person, and then he goes to this room. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I, I agree with you. I think, like, the scene with Aleda, as much as I enjoyed getting to see what's going on at the White Tower, there wasn't, like, a four-page section of that. That where... was just, here's all the things that are going on in the world. It was just, it was so... just a name of a, a, a woman what Aja she's in, and whether or not Aleda thinks she's attractive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like a list, and I was like, oh, okay, we're doing lists now. Mistake um, is me. Thank you so much for that super steak. chat. Thank you. Appreciate and it. Master Jarl. Yeah, chat publicly is Master Jarl. That is that is what you did, Master Jarl. <laughs> Thank you for those super Thank chats, guys. Thank you so guys. much. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a lot of characters um, the introduced. The feels of time. I'm so sorry. They're coming up with like different... The feels of time is... Uh, I like the time of wheel. Strange Love, the time of wheel is pretty good. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, based on uh, the description of all of the Aes Sedai, mm-hmm. which one's the hottest? What? From a latest perspective or mine? I don't know, but that whole chapter, I was like, later was like, she wasn't very pretty. This is this is Sarah of the Green Aja. Her, her boobs are straight up out. What a whore! Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna go with Green Aja. Did I write down everybody's names? I I can't remember if I wrote. Did down... you take notes on all the names? Um, I took notes. No. Um, no? Lee Science says so much recap in the first few chapters. Absolutely. Yeah, it's Absolutely. like, here's what you missed on Glee. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Um, Leah Michelle's going to be Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl on Broadway. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it was... Hopefully that's the only storyline from Glee to become real world. The one um... thing... Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the one thing that was... Um... Um, 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 there was a line that stood out to me in the very beginning of the prologue that Elena thinks mm-hmm. um so we get the perspective but it's uh tarvalon was or should be heart of the world yeah and i was like you cocky motherfucker <laughs> i mean yeah 
<laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it's it's no, it's just funny because it's like it's a Leda to a T, and it is also like so many of the Aes Sedai. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like they believe they are that the universe literally revolves around them, and I was like. Oh, no, this is not going to end well. Yeah, so this is the very beginning of the book. So mm. let's start there because the beginning, very good place to start. Ancient Hydra, thank you for the super <gasps> chat. Appreciate that. Hydra, hello. We're happy you are here as well. Uh, so we start with Aleda in the White Tower. She is mm-hmm. now the Amerlin seat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't remember her name. What's what's the white who is Alviren, her? Alviren, I think. Uh, yeah, she uh, the, the white that she approached in the hallway in that one scene. That one scene that we got. Um, is, is her keeper, mm-hmm. which totally makes sense. Usually the keeper is from the same Aja as the Amerlin, but in a destructive coup, like the one that she enforced upon the tower in the last book, mm-hmm. it makes sense that she would want to raise someone with her from a different Aja to try and keep some of those binds together because we learn the, the blues are all gone. All of them. All of them are gone, mm-hmm. which is a danger because as they talk about in the chapter, the blues have the strongest network of spies. The blues have more knowledge about what's going on in the rest of the land than the people of the tower do. They go out and touch grass once in a while. <laughs> or they send people. Or yeah, they, they send, send people, people to, to touch go grass. touch grass once in a while. And then those people come back and um, tell them stuff while they're in the bathhouse naked. Um, uh, and, you know, there, there's a lot of people from the other Ajas that have split off. When we get to Ruidian, the we learn the same thing about the um, Aiel, right? The Aiel mm-hmm. have split up and there are people leaving each of the septs and the mm-hmm. Shido have split off. So we have this interesting dichotomy between um, dogs. The, this this poetry between what's going on in the White Tower and what's going on with the Aiel and mm-hmm. how Rand is sort of at the center of both of those things as they're happening. Yeah. Stephen McAvoy, uh, first time catch you live. I'm reading the series along with you and love your guys' analysis. Oh, Gives me a new point of view. Thank, thank you. you. It's, Appreciate it's, that. Uh, Stephen probably, maybe Stephen, but I'm going to go with Stephen. Thank you. <laughs> Stephen? Yeah, there's... That's just Stephen. Uh, you've never met a Stefan? I've never met a Stefan in my life. Really? A Stefan, a Stefan, a Steven? They're like all very similar, but... Yeah, but Estefan is with an F. Not that, okay, sure. <laughs> you never know. Literally, I've seen it spelled like every which way, so... Shido dogs, yes. Anyway, <laughs> back to the wheel of time. Um, so I, I do like that we get the same storyline between... Um, or, or, or the same underpinnings of the, like, cultural change that is happening in the White Tower and in the Aiel. Uh, mm. But what's so fascinating about it is that I'm on the side of the people who left the White Tower, and I'm on the people on the side of the people who stayed with the Aiel. Yes. And so getting these two very similar storylines in these two very similar communities um, as they split up, but having different perspectives in both of them, is just uh, is, is a fun writing style that Robert Jordan's using here, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I, um, uh, I, I loved how it was... Literally just, here's everything that's happening in the world as the world is, like, falling apart. Mocha Smiley, thank you for that super chat. I love that dancing lemon. That is so cute. Thank you so much. Um... Um, 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 yeah, it, it's literally like, like a, like a news report almost of like, this is what's going on here and this is what's going on here mm-hmm. and here. And Elena is just sitting there fuming <laughs> because nobody will, like, nobody consults her before they do anything. And I'm like, God, if, 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 if that's how you think, it must take forever to get stuff done. Right? The reason that you delegate yeah, mm-hmm. is so you don't have to control every tiny little thing and Leda, not not good at not controlling things. Well, and what I find so fascinating about it is that she took over in the last book so efficiently, mm-hmm. but seemingly without a plan 
for how she was going to run things. Yeah. And what what I'm so curious about is why she didn't keep in place the structure that uh, Swan had. Because clearly there was some sort of structure that Swan had before. And maybe th this is a story of Swan literally holding that structure together through her own power and charisma. And that just not being something that Aleda can bring to the table. Well, no, so many of them left and ran away. Like the White Tower is... Sure, but there was a the, the pecking order. The chain of command in the White Tower existed under Swan in a way that I'm wondering, was that because it was the tradition of the White Tower? Or was... Is the White Tower truly just about respecting strength and Swan brought a strength to the table that uh, Aleda doesn't have? Because Aleda is very physically strong. We know that, right? She's yeah. strong in the power um, and she's very intense. Mm -hmm. But maybe she's lacking that sort of diplomatic strength mm -hmm. that Swan maybe was just more powerful at than her. Yeah. Um, and and because it really does feel like Aleda is the Amerlin. She's sitting in on these meetings. She's watching them. And she can, like, intimidate people, mm -hmm. but she's not really in control. No, no, she's not at all. And and, and that's what, like, that's what's hard com um, about, like, a coup, like, that she pulled, basically. The people who backed you up are there because they think they have something to gain out of it mm -hmm. a lot of the time. They don't always necessarily think that you're right. Yeah. And so... You are now suddenly surrounded with people who might as well, like, who, who could pat your back as well as stab it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, and yeah, it, de it definitely feels like Elena didn't have a super great plan for when she actually took over. Mm -hmm. She just was like, okay, we're going to get here, and then everyone's going to worship me because I'm the Emerald Seat. And it's like, well, no. Mm -hmm. No, they're not. That's not really what's going on here. And, like, Elviren is, like, so... <laughs> I love how much she pisses off Elena by, by doing, like, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, she doesn't, like, do anything to piss off Elena, and Elena's just, like... I I don't know. I don't know. There's some tension there. Well, but I would even argue that Elviren is, is doing her job, right? Like, I would argue yeah. that she is keeping the meeting going. Every Everything she's recommending makes sense. And so it's that tough thing of like I would argue, I would argue that if I was the Amarillo seat, I don't want to be in control. I don't want to micromanage. And, and so having it. a keeper yeah. who is doing the, what she's doing, I would have yeah. sat there and been like, "Great, I didn't have to do anything. That's awesome. I can focus on like the other stuff that needs to get done at the yes. end of the meeting, which is what she does." Yes. If Aleda had a better attitude about it, I think that she would be very successful without because Al Alviren is this is this very capable woman that if she just trusted her, and mm -hmm. I think that that's the problem, right? When you have a coup, there's not a lot of trust that remains because you all overthrew someone violently yeah. together, right? So I think that a lack of trust is sort of the problem. Mm -hmm. But I think that there is an element of, uh, reading the chapter, I got confused when Aleda was upset because mm -hmm. I was like, what do you mean? She's she's literally doing her job. Like Yeah, no, and Aleda feels like they're sliding her on purpose. Like, because they're not asking her permission for every single thing that they're not respecting her when they're trying to be respectful of her time. Yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Elena yeah, is screwed. I thought the White Tower was useless before, but now I'm like, they're 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 done. Oh, for. they're screwed. Like, yeah. once your organization is falling apart in this way, it's it's basically it's already the end, right? Yeah. Like, there there is no there's no real power in. The back, if, if the leader at the top is as backstabby and, like, petty as Aleda is, there's no power in the structure below her. No, no, because right. everyone's just out for their themselves. And the tower works because people are trying to, like, 
do good. Yeah. Hunter, thank you for joining Hunter, the Nargs. Hunter, thank you for becoming a Narg. Um, Elena also has two paintings, mm -hmm. which is very interesting, um, yeah. that they were focused on also. that. Um, but Bonwin, so the last Red Amerlin who was yeah. stilled. Ooh. Really cool. Just like uh, uh, a likeness of her. And then uh, uh, Rand. Well, it's not a likeness of her. It's a triptych. Um, depicting the three the three most importance of Bronwyn's life, right? Like the first one is her being raised. The second is her standing before Archer Doc or Hawkwing's army, yeah. and the third one is her being stilled. Yeah. And so it is literally the story of her failure. And yeah. what I think is fascinating about it is that Aleda is like they don't they don't want to look at it, but they don't understand the importance of knowing the price of failure. Yeah. But Aleda isn't Aleda has the image there and the right idea. Mm -hmm but isn't using the lesson directly in front of her to behave any differently. Mm -hmm. She is still acting cocky. It's so strange. She is smart in that she is putting this in her place, it, putting, putting it there to put her in her place and remind her that no one is above the Amerlin. Yeah. But then her actions and her thoughts are her thinking that because she's the Amerlin, she is above everybody else yeah. in that room. And it is just so funny that she, she has enough self-awareness to put the painting up, Yeah. but not quite enough to learn the lesson that it is putting in front of her face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Monkey, thank you for that super chat. Monkey, thank you. Well, you see, spoiler, spoiler, unpopular opinion, spoiler, spoiler. Exactly. I, I agree. Exactly. I agree 100%. Um, thank you for that. Um, Watch out, the mods might delete the spoilers. Yeah, Monkey, um, sorry. Someone sorry. might delete that. Uh, <laughs> so we also have the painting. Uh, she has a street painting of the moment from Falma at the end of the second book. Yeah, Rand battling Balsamon yeah. in the sky. I was like, wow, okay, okay. I... Mm. Yeah, and no one can look at it. They're all like, "It does." If I don't look at it, it doesn't exist. Yeah. And Elena's like, "You idiots! You guys are like talking about all these places that don't matter when like this is this is the thing that matters. You know, the last battle is coming." T to be fair to everyone else in that room, though, they don't have anything to say about it. <laughs> they're like, "Oh yeah, we don't know where he is." What are they gonna do? Like, and she's like, "We'll find him," and they're like. How? <laughs> sure. We and and my favorite thing about this is she's like everyone has to bring me a list of the things they're doing to find the Dragon Reborn. Yeah. And I was like, what does that what does that accomplish? I don't know. I guess Alita likes lists. I don't know. <laughs> she really wants everyone to keep writing her list. Yeah. Um. And but then... she, she sets up a couple of them to go punish, get punished because I don't know. They're. I guess that's how the White Tower functions. Everyone just gets spanked all the time. Um. It would be a good place to be kinky. Uh, mm -hmm. and so they all leave after she is very intimidating. She, like, almost, like, feels, like, full-on Voldemort. We're like, why is anyone listening to you? You're such yeah. an ass. Yeah, kind um, of. And who mm -hmm. replaces them in the room but Pat and Fang. I did not see this coming. I didn't either. I, I did was like, not, what? did not see this coming. Could not have predicted it. Can, Although. Can, uh, can Aleda not, like, feel his taint? I guess she could if she asked permission. Um, <laughs> like, because uh, Patton Fane is supposed to, like, feel evil, right? Um, Isn't, hasn't that been established that he, like, feels evil? Yeah, I guess, like, Moraine could, like, tell that he was, like, all kinds of messed up. Maybe he's learned to, like, mask that, in a sense. Maybe, maybe. He hasn't had the dagger in a while. He wants it back, but he hasn't actually held it in a while. So maybe he's not as tainted as you would think, but, like, 
the, what surprised me about this is that she, Aleda is, she, she runs a coup. She gets raised to the Amerlin violently. <laughs> and then she's immediately like, oh, Pat and Fane. This guy shows up with all of this information that she wants. And she's like, that's a guy I can trust. It yeah. just seems very strange to me. Yeah, for some reason, I, I feel like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like in the first, yeah, in, in book one, Moraine was like very aware. Well, no, I guess not right away, because he does come in, and then she questions him, and then she's like, this guy's messed up. So I guess it's not like an immediate thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I was just, I was surprised, because I, I figured that... It's so strange to me because Pat and Fane was at um, was in Shinar, mm-hmm. and the uh, when they were at um, Faldara, mm-hmm. and they knew that he was evil then, and there were all of the Aes Sedai there who knew that he was evil and was under lock and key there because Moraine had spent time with him. Yeah, like one on one. No, no, but th- but my point is that wouldn't the Aes Sedai be aware of him then? Oh, I guess the ones that were there potentially. So are all of the are yeah, so all they of weren't the, there I, for very long. Yeah, but right? Pat and Fane escaped while they were there, and then the Amerlin almost got killed. Like it feels like that would have been something that that information that was shared around. And so what's so strange to me is that because the, the the Faldara goes crazy when Pat and Fane escapes, and then Varen and what's her face. Alana are like investigating his cell and they find out that there's like all the the death and dark prophecy written down there. So it's strange to me that the path Elena infer- wasn't there. She was in Kamlin or But there were like what like n- no. n- yes. 10 Aes Sedai there. Uh-huh. Are all of those Aes Sedai have all those Aes Sedai fled now? None of those Aes Sedai could have been like, "Hey, Pat and Fane, he's that evil dude that we captured in Faldara like 7 months ago who escaped and then the Amberlin was almost murdered." It just seems weird that this bit of information should be known to the Aes Sedai in a way. I feel like nobody tells the Reds anything. No, but there's an entire... Like, Pat and Fane is literally walking around the White Tower calling himself Pat and Fane. The same name that he had when the Aes Sedai were holding him captive in Faldara. I think it just is even, crazy to me that no one knows who he is. I think even if Elena suspected... He has information about Rand and Rand is priority number one. So I, I don't know if she like trusts him, but I think she might trying to be use him being there to her advantage, even if maybe she suspects that he's like he's he's not okay. That's fair. Because I, I like you know if I was in a latest position and grasping at straws when it comes to Rand, I would kind of take any lead that came my way, even if I had to like guard myself against that lead. But the problem is then you can't trust the information that they're giving you. Well, potentially you know what I mean? depends like, on what they know want. That like, they're, if you know they're not great. I'm sure she thinks that she can manipulate a man. Yeah, that's actually very true. You know, like. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I, I agree. It is kind of like, inter- I feel like we will find out more about this one. Um, Everyone's kind of giving the same, like there aren't pictures of him and people in the know or folks Maureen and Swan trusted. I chose Jane, Jeremy Broen's comment there. Yeah, but it just, yeah. I, I just, I'll, I'll end by saying I just felt like something that would have been information that got passed around. Like, like how they know Mazram Tame escaped. Like, they know Pat and Fane escaped. It seems like he would be on the list of names that people are aware of. But it's the same way that, like, um, Swan and Min and Leanne are able to, like, travel the countryside without being, like, recognized by face, right? People don't have, like, 
the internet and cell phones. Sure, sure, and sure. Pictures. And if he was there as Ordeath, I wouldn't have the same question. But because his name but is Patton Fane. But he's using the name Patton Fane, which is mm. the name that he was using when he escaped the Aes Sedai last time. Yeah, okay. It just seems, it seems like that, right? Yeah. But no, no, if he was using Ordeath, this would be a completely different conversation because nobody knows who Ordeath is. Yeah. It is the fact that he's using Patton Fane is the thing that set off alarm bells in my brain like, wait a second. There are almost too many Aes Sedai who should know about this. For this to really make sense. To me. I guess, yeah, the name should have been it be, because it happened so publicly in Fama. And so like, long before the coup, this was still when everyone was working together. Sawan was there. Sawan came back to the tower. Like they're just, it, it feels like Patton Fane should be a name that is like blacklisted around the White Tower. Yeah, unless Sawan was like, this is too valuable. He ran away with the Horn of Valir. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where I'm like, the, I feel but like they didn't know about the Horn of Valir. Yeah, but the Hall should know about it. Matt literally... The Aes Sedai don't talk to one another. They chase Pat and Fane across the country with multiple Aes Sedai knowing about it they, uh -huh. to get the dagger. Then they brought Matt with the dagger that they stole from Pat and Fane back to the White Tower. It just feels like there's too many things that somebody in the White Tower should be like, oh, Pat and Fane's not a good dude. I, I guess. It just depends on like who stayed with Alita, right? Because like all the people who might have been in on that left. I'm saying that wasn't the information there. should have been shared around the tower. It should have, it yeah. Would be, it, but the tower sucks. We uh, established I, yeah, that. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, William Brown, um, welcome to the nerd table. How you doing? Um, Franklin says that's Swan's major fault is that she didn't trust most Aes Sedai. I don't think that's her fault. She was right. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think know. It, you can't really trust them. They did They did uh, depose her violently. Sure, sure. I, I think that Swan is like a victim of like a, like, like a millennia old... What is this? Oh my god. Is it Amazon? I don't know. It's just a number. It's probably... They always... Every time I'm live... Yep. Hello? Um, uh, is there a chance we could give you a call back? We're currently uh, doing something. Alright, thank you. Bye. Oh my god. Um, they sent you a gift card. What? Yeah, I just got an email about it. All right, Bobsy, thank you for that uh, super chat. Glad for the return of the book club. Us too, Bobsy. <laughs> so are we. <clears throat> so um, Pat and Fane, um, Pat and Fane uh, has some interesting thoughts about Aleda. We're talking a lot about Aleda, y'all, but it's because Ruidian, I don't think, is going to take us very long. There's a lot, So though. this is what I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll breeze through, and then Rand uh, didn't sleep with Isender really quickly later. Um, <laughs> She's naked. Uh, so Make Pat sure you Fane, remember that. Pat and Fane is glad that Aleda is the Amerlin and not Swan yes. because it would be easier to bend Swan, but easier to break Aleda. Yes. What do you th What do you think of that? Oh, it's uh, like completely accurate. Aleda is like this close to snapping <laughs> at everybody at all times. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Aleda. Aleda is a hard ass, and like, and and God, I don't like her. Um, but she's just so rigid mm -hmm. in what she believes that she knows and and how to go about what she believes that she knows. Yeah. Like, she, like she literally thinks that the, the so world cocky. resolves around, around her. Yeah. Revolves. Um, re, re, yes. I said resolves, I think. Yeah. Revolves. 100%. Yeah. She is, she, she is overconfident. A little bit. She needs Han Solo to be like, don't get cocky, kid. <laughs> but she wouldn't listen to him because he's a man. 
Yep, yep, yep. And it's then reverse we, sexism. And then we get to the other half of the prologue of like. Oh my god! Yeah, we're only doing half the prologue. That, that's only half the prologue. That's what I mean. This prologue. It's so is insane. The, okay, so we read 192 chapters this week. I pages. Think. Uh, yeah, 192 pages. Um, and over 50 of them, a quarter of the reading this week was the prologue in chapter one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Robert Jordan. Dale Saints, I know it's still just sexism. I was making a joke. It's fine. I don't need a Um, I was making a joke. Uh, Raven. Raven. Uh, so Raven. Yeah. We, we meet um, the the hottest foursome in Ranland. Uh, the hottest? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, fair. three out of four are super hot. Although, I will say, Robert Jordan is getting very comfortable describing uh, women's looks in these books. Because he's straight up like, Crandall's really hot until Lanfear enters the room. And, and then, then she's barely pretty. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, that's not how women work. <laughs> that's, that's not how it works. If a woman's hot, yeah. she's still hot when there's another hot woman well, nearby. And this, Rand does the same thing. <laughs> like, when Lanfear shows up, that, like, besides her, you know, people just look normal. And you're like, that's not... Okay. Hmm. See, okay. but like, so there's a, you know, Robert Jordan talks a lot about polyamory, mm-hmm. and you can't be polyamorous if you're like only if attracted like to the hottest person tier in the room. List of the hottest going down in like descending order, like yeah. yeah. And maybe it's maybe it's easy for me because you're always the hottest person in a room, but like, <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, no, it's it's tough. Yeah, sure. People sure, are saying sure. that his name is Ravine. And I hate I hate that. He is no. not a ravine. It's Raven. Because Raven sounds cool, and ravine, ravine is a little river that you walk over. Oh, I thought a ravine was like a small like canyon. No, um, isn't a ravine like a little like a brook? Isn't it like a little body of a moving body be. of water? Yeah, I think we're gonna keep saying Raven, sorry. Wheel of time. time. Thank you so much for the super chat. Uh we know zero about long prologues. Can't wait. I've heard there there's like a hundred page prologues. Wait, what? In, in some of the books. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Just break it up into chapters and call it chapters. Why is it the prologue? Why is this the prologue? My, one of my problems with Robert Jordan's prologues <laughs> mm-hmm. is that they're indistinguishable from the rest of the book. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just not, another chapter. It's just a chapter. Because he does different points of views throughout oh, his book anyway. Apparently I'm right again. <laughs> it's a canyon? I thought a ravine was literally like a little body of water that's like moving. That's Damn. a rivulet? I thought a rivulet <laughs> was a hole in a shoe that you're... <laughs> oh my god. A ravine between a gully and a canyon. A ravine is between a gully and a canyon. Okay. Ah, cool. Um, yeah, the, 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 the prologues are indistinguishable from chapters. Yeah. Because they're all different points of view anyway. Yes. We literally get multiple points of views in chapters. So, it, it, it yeah, it does not feel any different. Yeah. It's just called the prologue, which is like, all right, fine. And it's very long. Uh, so, um, uh, Lanfear shows up to Raven's little, uh, little... I don't even know what to call it. His little orgy room. And he's <laughs> Raven's a horny boy. Yes. Yes. R- and not even in like, if even if you think the ideal don't way. have threesomes, which they do, Raven does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah without a doubt. Ra- Raven has like 
Yeah, Revan is gross. Yeah, Revan's disgusting. Hey, um, it, it makes my skin crawl. Like, and we mm-hmm. find when we finally got the chapter with Morghese, I was yeah, like, yeah, it's awful. <laughs> you want to go to sleep? I do want to go to sleep. I awful. was like, no, no, stop it! I hate it. Mm-hmm. Like that was almost worse for me than the like collared Egwene thing because I was like, hey, yeah, bleh, bleh, bleh. yeah, don't like it. Gross. Not a fan. Yeah, it's so, uh, <laughs> so um Landfish shows up and is like, We're not here to attack you. And mm-hmm. he's like, Alright, I'll trust you this time. Are but you just sure? this time, Landfear. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, How yeah. often do the Forsaken fight each other? Oh, I'm sure all the time. But that's why they don't see one another. So like if I keep a healthy distance, it's like when you have siblings that you don't like, and whenever you you know, family reunions, there's mm-hmm. always like a Clash of wills. Well, it literally, it was like this close to for for Sam, Samuel Samuel. But then how? Then how have the Forsaken lasted this long without killing? And like none of the Forsaken have died to one of the other Forsaken. Well, because they're very hard to actually kill. It doesn't seem so. They've and killed. Rand, wait, Rand literally in this chapter, Landfear's like four of us are dead, and I was like. Oh yeah, they've killed four Forsaken already, and and all of the all of our main characters are like, I barely know how to use my powers. The books keep being like, the Forsaken come from a time when I said I could do anything with their power. I think it's because... And they were the best of the best. And then Nynaeve's like, I'm mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's because the Forsaken know how strong the other Forsaken are. Mm-hmm. And they have all severely underestimated Rand and put themselves in a position where they can die. Whereas, yeah, but like they know Asmodian's a weak little baby boy. So why hasn't any of the Forsaken killed weak little baby boy Asmodian before? Because Asmodian has to be a chosen for a reason, and he has potentially set traps and wards and like, and is smart oh, okay, enough to, yeah. to notice them. Whereas they they don't think very highly of Rand, except maybe Landfear, right? Mm-hmm. I think that they are they just have all paid the price for severely underestimating Rand. Oh, people are saying. Um, uh, People are saying that there were more than 13 before the breaking and that those are the the 13 we have left are the 13 chosen who survived, which does Mm -hmm. make sense. Like, why would there only have been 13 Dark Aes Sedai in the Age of Legends? I figured it was had to do with the um, with the with the linking. But uh, I I thought that number was specific, but fair enough. We do learn about the We'll talk about the linking when we we get get to Rand. But let's 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 talk about this plot. Um, Lanfear. Wants the four of them to work together to not fight Rand. Period. To not fight Can Rand? Can you please explain to me what Lanfear is suggesting the four of them do? Because I didn't get it at all. She doesn't want them to go near Rand because she wants him to become more powerful. So she convinces them to work together to not go fight Rand? No, she convinces them to work together against Rand. She's like, he's already killed four of us. Yeah. We need to pool our resources. And not go fight him. Like, don't... No, but she's literally like, don't go near him. I'm watching him. I've got this. No, no, no. She's like, she's like, don't go near him right now. We need to come up with a strategy. I Yeah. If I was one of them, I'd she's be like... She's buying him time. Oh, sure. A hun- I get that. If I was one of the other three of them, I would be like... But what is she proposing? Yes, Exactly. Exactly. My favorite line in Star Wars. Uh, but what is she proposing? She's literally like, all right, we only need the four of us to win. Rand What's the end goal? No, not sure yet. Don't go near Rand. But we want to go kill him. Yeah, but like, but like, I'll watch him. And then the the three of you are, we're a team, but we don't do anything. 
No, I think that, that was like, very confusing to me. I think that like we don't fully understand Lanfear's plan yet. Sure, but she doesn't explain it to the three people she's trying to convince to be on her side. I read that chapter twice. I yeah. went literally went through Lanfear's dialogue here twice, trying to be like, what it is stops. she telling them to do? It stops before we get to that point. Oh, okay, sure. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like we did not get, we were not privy to that entire conversation. Mm-hmm. There is definitely more that happened there. We just don't get to know about it yet. Sure. Okay. That's fine. It just, the, the yeah, chunk that we like, did I get, know. I was literally <laughs> sitting there being like, I, I genuinely don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I love seeing the Forsaken together. I think their dynamic <laughs> is super interesting. I think Grandel, cool. super cool. I like her a lot. I, di- I don't like that she has like two little like people that she's like, Obviously, it, controlling anyone is bad all the time. Apparently, she doesn't <clears> control <throat> them, though. They are literally in love with her. I thought because that that they was... have been compulsed so much that they are like broken. Oh, I thought. Because I thought she manipulated them. I thought Raven says thing... that they've been. She's used. They are the consequence of what happens when you overuse compulsions on someone. Oh. And Raven uses compulsions more subtly, so you don't notice them completely break. Oh, I was under the impression that Raven was the one who used compulsions to manipulate people. And Grandel... <laughs> what? What? Jeremy Brown writes, Lanfear, can you all not kill him till I've had a chance to bang loose Theron? That is kind of what the chapter felt like to me. That's fair. That's, yeah. that's fair. I agree with that, um, Jeremy. I, I thought Grandal was a, a, a master manipulator without the one power. Like that's that that she literally was was almost kind of doing what Raven does, but just using but without magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was what I I, I don't know. No, she definitely Maybe she's I, definitely overusing the compulsion. Okay, and that's, that's my why bad. they've lost all sense of personality. And you can talk in front of them because they're like. Basically, like okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I guess <clears throat> I, I misread that. Grandel's but. compulsion is basically cocaine and MK Ultra, exactly. <laughs> wow, uh, terrifying. Thanks, I hate it. Uh, Raven ends by being like, "This could work," to which I out loud went, "Could it?" So, so I don't know what you're doing. I think we have almost all of the Forsaken's names. Do you want to try and name the Forsaken? Do you think we can do it? I don't know. I don't <clears> think <throat> we know all of them. Okay, let's try. Raven. Yeah. Megidian. Lanfear, Grendel, Samael, Samael, Semiraj. I don't know how to pronounce. Semiraj. Yep. Um, and then we had the two guys who got burned. Agnor and Balthamel. Balthamel, and then Balzaman. Balzaman, who might have been a Shemayel. Yes. Um, Balzaman and Shemayel are the same person. We're missing some. That we've learned. Maybe do we only know those nine names? I think that's what I that's what I think. Oh, Asmodian. Asmodian, right. And then I think that that's all we know. But as he's not really a person. So we're missing anymore. So I we're missing three. Did we say Mogadian? Yeah. Okay, we did. We did. All right, so there's three left. Don't spoil the ones we didn't say. Yeah. We want to meet them when we meet them. Yeah, if we haven't um So <clears throat> the book starts. We're 40 minutes into this podcast and we're at chapter 1. Um Got it. <laughs> fanning the sparks. Y'all, we start with Min. Oh, Bilal. We miss Bilal. Okay. Bilal. So two So there's two left. Two that we haven't met. Yeah. Um, so we meet, uh, we're, we catch up with Min uh, at the top of the book, and it's our first point of view chapter. Why are you looking like that? Sorry, I was, I, I was. Are you okay? Couldn't list, do both at the same time. I was reading and listening, and everything in my brain literally went like this. And I was I like, saw. <laughs> it's fine. You went to the upside down there. I did. That's a joke you don't even get, because you have not seen Get Out. 
Um, oh, I thought you were talking about Stranger Things. Oh, that is Stranger Things. The sunken place is upside, or is get out. Oops. My bad. <laughs> well done. Um, so we catch up with Min. Uh, Min is uh, arrested. Yeah. <laughs> so they went to go sleep in a barn, and um, by happenstance, the farmer came in. And uh, Loghain knocked the lamp out of his hand, setting mm-hmm. the thing on fire. And Loghain robbed the guy and ran away. <laughs> and so the three girls mm-hmm. are uh, thrown in jail, waiting uh, some judgment because of that. And Leanne becomes the funniest character in these entire I lives. loved it. I was like, let's freaking go. She's like, you know what? I need a reason to live. I'm gonna look hot as hell. And I was like, yeah, girl, you get I, it. I love that Leanne is like, I need something to do. Men. <laughs> what is that? It's the ba-dooms. I've been using it more often lately. <laughs> I forgot we had sound effects. You're welcome. <clears throat> um <laughs> I did appreciate um Robert Jordan. Um Re- really, just the way he writes women is just, it's so far ahead of his time. Um, well. Mm-hmm. Everyone, when we started reading this, everyone was like, Robert Jordan's depictions of women are like the most like progressive. And now we're reading them and I'm like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I don't know about that. <laughs> In some ways. Especially when Nynaeve is like, the wicked are your ways. And I was like, all right, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll get to Nynaeve. Um, so Leanne is like, I am going to flirt mm-hmm. our way out of this. And Solana's like, what if? The guy doesn't want just flirting. What if he wants to go all the way? And she's like, eh, better than the alternative. Yeah, yeah. I was like, fair. My favorite part is Swan's like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Go get laid, girl. Um, But of course they don't have time for that. Because the door opens. It's time for them to go to their trial. Uh And they're like, Lord Gareth will see you. And my brain literally went, Gareth. Have we met Gareth? (gasps) That was me um, when I was doing the tier list. Gareth Mm -hmm. was on there. And I was like staring at it. I was like, I know... Because it just said Gareth, and I was like, mm-hmm, Gareth yep. Bryan, I know who this... I, we met this person. Well, once it said... Like, once it was Gareth Bryan, I knew who it was. Oh, no, I remember when it was the last just name, Lord, and I was like... When it was Lord Gareth, I was literally looking at it like, like Lord sorry, Gareth. Who? I feel like I know who that is. Who? I'm sorry. Yeah. Lord Gareth. And then it was like, Gareth Bryan, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's the the Lord Commander of Andor. Uh, and so they the, go in. What? The The guard captain. Right? Wasn't he like the Lord Commander or something? Actually, you know, I'm not sure what the official title is. I thought he had some title like that. Um, Yeah. And because he was also like Morghese's like lover. Her non-magical lover. He was? Yeah. Yeah. Even in the, even later in this chapter when we get to, um, to Morghese's point of view, she's like, I'm remembering my feelings for him. I thought I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't think. Yeah, it was and when strong. we were with when we were with Elaine in the last book, she was judgmental of her mother for sleeping with Tom and then sleeping with Gareth and now with Gabriel and how her mom's just like going from man to man to man. Oh yeah. Gareth Bryan, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Exactly, Sir Jimmerus. Exact Captain of the Queen's Guard. That's what, what is it dead is. may never die. You know what is dead may never die. Um. <clears throat> So, uh, Lord uh, Gareth Bryan is like, uh, a guy did it, but, um, you were with him, so you're gonna work for me mm-hmm. until the debt is paid off. We're not gonna talk about how long that takes, because we don't know yet. So we you're... Do- yeah, I haven't decided what wage I'm paying you. You're not gonna find out. It's just gonna be when I feel like it. 
Yeah, which is which is when I was like, this is a very weird sentence. Like you're basically just like enslaving people as a punishment because they were there when someone else committed a crime. Well, <clears throat> I'm. I. No, like it's he, not. It's, it's it's a little complicated. It's. I mean, it is complicated, but like. He's like, you can, you, you'll work this off, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you can go, you know, like, you have a debt to pay, which, have, you know, in this world is, like, not, like, that's not a super uncommon thing. It, I think it is very strange to sentence someone to pay off a debt that you will determine at a later date what the debt is. Well, but that's the thing, is he's like, go tally up how much exactly the damages are to the to his assistant. Oh, yeah, he's like, go figure it out. yeah. She could come back with any number. I guess. I, I, I was saying it's not you a very diplomatic process. Yeah, you have to trust that they're being fair because you have no control of the situation. I don't situation. trust anyone. Yeah. Except you. I'll take it. And I can't trust you with my money, so you spend it. Uh-huh. That's why Amazon comes every Friday during book club. <laughs> uh, yeah, I need to I need to time my uh, purchases better. But having, honestly, having his perspective in a chapter was very fun. Oh, I liked Um, it a lot, yeah. Because, you know, we got got Min's perspective at the beginning being like, Leanne has completely lost her mind. And Suwan has also completely lost her mind because she's like, the whole time. Here's the thing, though. I don't think Leanne's completely lost her mind. I'm on board. If you can't have magic, have orgasms. Yeah, that's like the closest thing. That's our new shirt. If you can't have magic, have orgasms. (laughs) Look, we are we are never going to experience the feeling of embracing the one power. So that's about as close as we can get, y'all. Um, uh, that that should be the new like slogan for Hitachi. Hitachi, you can't experience the one power, but you can't experience this. Wow, they should uh, hire us for branding. Purposes. It's a different kind of magic wand. Oh my god. Uh uh huh uh huh uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they get sentenced to indentured servitude, and they're like, and so they're like, we need you to make a pledge so that we know whether we need to like watch you or not. And Swan gives yeah. the strongest pledge of all time, and everyone in the room is like, "Damn, girl!" Yeah, and Min is like, "You could have just said, I promise.' Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you could have like, I don't know, sworn on the grass." <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, they're they put them in a carriage. Uh-huh. Um, at which point, someone is driving them away in the carriage. And then they are in the back of the carriage openly talking about how they're planning to escape. I know. And I was like, can the person driving the carriage not hear them? I know. I was was very confused. Yeah. I was like, I don't, this seems very suspicious, but sure. They were talking as if they were in a self-driving car. And I was like, there's there's (laughs) someone on the carriage with you. Mm -hmm. Maybe the horse just like really knows the route to and from. And they just like. No, they're lit, but the guy gets knocked out. Like, it's like, I was like. And they're, like, fighting. And I was like, why are you... Shut yeah. up. Mm-hmm. I hate to say this, but ladies, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it later. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of, like, nobody can overhear us vibes. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the intro to Skyrim. Hey, you. You're finally awake. Oh, you're finally awake. Um, I was an adventurer like you until I took a Hitachi to the dick. Oh, my. Wow. No. Yeah, that sounds... I've never had a dick, but I, I don't think that would great. be... It feels right. awesome. Uh, all right. Anyway. I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah. So, Loghain uh, literally knocks out the guy, shows up wearing, like, fancy-ass clothes, and has some horses, and is like, 
Let's go. Yeah, apparently Loghain is as good with a sling as uh, Two Rivers Boy. Yep. Knocks yeah. that guy straight out. And uh, Min's like, are we really going to break our oaths? And Swan's like, yeah. Yeah, of course we are. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? We'll come back and be servants later. And I was like, yeah. uh, will you? That's a bad idea. Once you get away, get just get away. Yeah, like I was like, you guys are not coming back here. You're not here. coming back. Also, I don't think Lord Gareth is coming back here, so... True. Um, so they do, they run off into the woods, and Lord Gareth uh, responds in a much harsher way than they expect. Oh, yeah, he's like, we are going to hunt these guys down. And that he rounds up every man over the age of 50 who still has armor, and this is the show that I want. I don't want another episode of Amazon's Wheel of Time. I want, want old Gareth men Ryan. hunting down Swan Sancha because I just want to watch, like, 20 old men just being, like, grumpy and riding horses together. I want Red Dead Redemption, the show. <laughs> I think what I'm saying. But also, like, Gareth Bryan is like, yeah, that Leanne girl, she needs to, like, work on it, but damn, that, like, <laughs> what, Mara or whatever her name? Damn, damn. I like I, I like it hard. Like, I was like, okay. All right. That's spicy. It's so funny. He's literally like, um, this, the woman, whatever her name is that works for him, that runs his house. He's like, she's Caroline, cost- I think. Caroline. Sweet Caroline. <laughs> Bow, bow, bow. Wants Gareth Bryan to get his dick wet. So wet. So wet. <laughs> He's literally so like, wet. she's like, yeah, that, uh, whatever Leanne's fake name is. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that girl would do as a good, like, chambermaid. And he's like, mm, Mara, though. <laughs> yeah, I want that Mara in my chambers, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, ba-boom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. This book is already the horniest of the books. Oh, yeah, yeah, This yeah. book is so much hornier than Matt everything that came laid. before. Matt straight get, get, up. Like, like, a woman is straight up like, with. hi, my name is not Megidian, but it's Melandrin. My name is Melandrin. Would you like to go have sex? Melindra. Melindra. Yeah. I yeah. have been watching you for days. Would you like to go have sex? We'll talk about you that You have nice eyes. Um, but yeah, so Gareth Bryan and his companions ride off after the ladies. Um, now, someone shows up, don't they? Yeah, and he tells him that the stone has fallen and the man drew Kalandor. Yeah. He says the deposing of Swan Sancha. I thought maybe that Gareth would, like, in that moment... I was expecting Gareth to hear his Swan Sancha and then be like, that was the lady. Like, put it together, but he no. saw her, but no. No, no. It's Master Jarl! Confirm password, hot Jedi for life. Same, same. Definitely my password why as do well. You, why do you know my OnlyFans password? <laughs> Thank um, you, Master Jarl. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the death of uh, Loghain. So the, the White Tower is saying that Sawan and Loghain are dead. Yes. Not that they've escaped, which is good for them, right? It is going to be so much easier for them to be out in the if world. People think that they're if dead. Nobody's looking for them. Yeah, Elena honestly Except, like obviously messed up. Like yeah. she, she, like they would probably be caught yeah. if people thought that they were alive and were looking for them. Yeah. Um, and then. And then we still have, we're still in chapter one, and we are almost an hour into this. Um, Again, the Ridian stuff is going to take 20 minutes. Yeah. Nothing happens. Lady Altma. Yeah? Altaima? Altaima. Altaima. I don't actually know. Um, is like, hey, going to go see my good friend that I talked to for five minutes once, more gays. So that she can set me up with a rich man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Altima? Altima. Okay. Altima. She sounds like Ultima, and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Altima is, uh, yeah, it was like very, 
She's like, and people think I'm so nice and sweet and innocent, but I know I'm not. Because I tried to murder my husband. <laughs> casual. Just casual. casual husband murder. Yeah, and so Margase meets her, and I love that Ultima's like, hmm, I remember Margase being kind of pretty. And then Margase walks in the room and she's like, God damn it, God she's damn it, so I, hot. I give up. <laughs> she's like insanely jealous, which like, again. Every Robert- time, every t- in this book, every time a woman enters a room, the point of view character has to comment on their attractiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you get like a rating of like the hottest person on earth, the hottest person in the room, fairly pretty or absolutely god awful ugly. I would really love to know like... <laughs> When I, I would love a graph that shows when Robert Jordan was writing each book and how how um, often he and his wife were having sex at that time. You know what I mean? Like, <gasps> like is there how... a correlation between how much or little sex him and his wife were having and how much he describes the women? Yeah, yeah. how like frustrated was he writing the Fires of Heaven? Because like other than like Matt, Perrin, and Rand, I can't mm-hmm. really and, and Tom. I think I can't really describe to you what most of the men in these books look like. Well, they're all large. They're Robin. all so ungodly tall. Yes, <laughs> every every man. And in they're so they're just the manly. Is tall. But like every woman is like. Yeah. Just bodacious. It's yeah. like an... You know what? I think Robert Jordan would have been a big anime fan. Because he likes women with just, like, unrealistically large titties. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The only one that he does... The, the the one, like, difference that he does use to describe is Swan, who's, like, more, like, handsome than beautiful. No, he describes, but... all, he describes all the women differently, but he spends so much time describing them. Yeah. Whereas every guy's like, they have black hair, they're tall, they're pretty broad... Except Raven, who is apparently like the most beautiful man, other than like um, Galad. I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Now Galad and Raven. Well, that'd be a fun threesome. Just saying. Oh God. Uh, no compulsions. Uh, so only Raven can't use the one power. Altima is telling more gay stuff to get rich. Yeah. To get a rich husband. And she's like, you know, she's sliding into Morgase's DMs here a little bit. And Morgase is into it. She's like, I do want to know these things. Yes. And then Raven walks in the room and is like, Morgase, go to bed. And Morgase is like, cool. Good night. And all team is like, what just happened? Oh my God, you're hot. She's also like, wow, Morgase is like really hot for Gabriel because that dress is slutty. Like, yeah, that's right. I was like, it's just... Like, how dare a dress hug your hips? I just, it's, it's so, mm-hmm. it's so funny to me. I, I can't. Yeah, and then so. Uh, I really, well, before, before we get off more gays, though, I really love, mm-hmm. um, I love that uh, Altima's plan to get in more gays's good graces involves her being a little bit cold to Raven because she doesn't want more gays to get upset at how kind she is to Raven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, and, I will treat him as like. The poor uncle. Yeah. I was like, what? That is too specific. Yeah. That is, like, too specific that you have, like, greetings for each of, like, your family members and, like, based on their wealth and power. Like, oh, yes, my uncle who's, like, less wealthy. I'll greet him like that. I'm yeah. like, what? You know, like you do. Like you like do. Like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, I, we, I, we do, as you all know, we do have Smut Corner at the end of our shows. I don't even, we need, don't need to add anything. Like. But, but we, I want to be careful with Smut Corner moving forward because, like, consent is important. Consensual Smut Corners only. Thank we're, you. we're nearing the middle of the show, and so this episode of the Nerdy Worry Book Club is brought to you by consent. Sexy. Ongoing enthusiastic consent is important in any sexual relationship, <laughs> and I don't condone what any of the Forsaken are doing because it's gross. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like that's... Speaking of, uh, Morghese goes to bed, and everyone's like, it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. Are you good? Why aren't you watching the Nerdy Wing like, Book Club? Am I ta- <laughs> She's like, am I sleepy? Did he say I'm sleepy? No, I'm sleepy. And then she just passes the fuck out. No, she doesn't pass out. She lies down and goes, Gareth. That's true. Oh, where's Gareth? I'm so hot for Gareth. This book is so horny. Hashtag hot for Gareth on Hash, a t-shirt. Hashtag hot for Gareth. Um, yeah, and so uh, Gabriel is like, why are you here? And she's like, I poisoned my husband and I need a new rich one. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, you might be useful. It's like, I don't know how, but sure. Eh. She's poor now. She has like nothing left. No, but. Rand made her give it all away to the people of Kyrie and. Yeah, but, uh, you know, chaos is a ladder. What? Yeah. Raven's gross. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. be like Raven. Chapter be like Matt. Two. Chapter two. <laughs> we got there. We're LaCroixing it. <clears throat> Rand is... Oh, she does have intelligence on Rand. You know. So he's like, eh, you might be useful. Kind of. In so much as anyone has intelligence on Rand. But, but even could... Rand is like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. No, no, no. but he could like compulse her to like go back to Tyr and it's not weird that she is in Tyr. You know what I mean? Fair. Fair, 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 mm-hmm. um, what bef- Oh, one thing we didn't talk about is that um, the f- everyone except Lanfer thinks that Asmodian's dead. They don't oh. know that he's alive, which is interesting. Wait, what? The the other in the in that opening section with the Forsaken, uh-huh. uh, Lanfear convinces them that uh, Asmodian's dead. No, didn't she? No, no. She's like he he betrayed us. He betrayed. Oh, us. I thought they just assumed that he was dead. I'm wrong. No, 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 no. So Rand, back with Rand, and Asmodian. Although what I really loved about this is that Asmodian is in the room this entire first chapter, and they don't reveal till chapter three that he's the one playing the harp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we he's never just met ambience. him. Well, and we never met him as a musician. Yeah. So like, I didn't know that he became. He's the like sexy evil bard. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know that he became Forsaken because he wanted to play music forever. Which seems like a weird um, Was that motivation. It? Did I miss that? Yeah, he, he's. He, he, they're like he. He saw. He foresaw endless music forever, and so he I became he evil. And I was talking like, about someone else. No, he's the musician one. Yeah. I don't. For some he was literally gleeman. He just wanted to be a rock star. Yeah. Oh, he's one who be big rock stars living ruidian in the skyscraper. It's falling apart. <laughs> you nailed it. You crushed it. Thank you. That was We're perfect. from the same hometown as Nickelback. That is true. Facts. That is true. Facts. Um. So Rand. He want, Maurice says he wanted to play music, but evilly. <laughs> oh God. He's like the the evil like um all I can think in my head is tenacious D. He literally sold his soul for rock and roll. That's rad. Yeah. Asmodian is now my favorite character because of that sentence. Yeah. I'm officially he's I'm like, officially an Asmodian stand. He's like evil like Jack Black in Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. From now on, the only person who can play Asmodian is Jack Black. They have to do this in the wheel of in the Amazon show. They have to. Can you imagine if it's freaking Jack Black? That would be the greatest uh, casting ever. He just suddenly, like, like he's, like, playing, like, really, like, nicely and suddenly he's like, Wah! and you're like, oh, my God, dude, you need to, you need to chill out. 
I just want them to be having the clan chief meeting. They're all sitting down. There's like all these Aiel. Rand's talking, and in the back, you just see Jack Black with a heart being like, Oh my god, I need to call Jack Black. <laughs> Does I anyone have so much? And he's just in the red speedo he wears on TikTok sometimes in the desert. Everyone else is in their shufas and everything, and it's just oh. Jack Black just being like, "Yeah, I I did not know I needed this until this moment." Um, <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Oh my god! So Rand, Rand has six of the clans behind him. He does, yeah. Um, where the other four? Huh? I do not know. Um, there's six others. No, I know. I was actually. I think there's seven. Quoting. Are there thirteen? The Lord of the Rings. I know. You know, if you've ever heard of it. Wrong um, franchise. <laughs> Never um, heard of it. Shido definitely not going to show up. But um, I don't know. Um, oh, uh, what's his face? Who? Um, uh, our Ruark. Ruark is like no, no. These guys going to show up. These yeah. guys gonna show up. My favorite thing also is he's like, yeah, this clan is feuding with this clan, and they say like this, like they keep sharing the same brain cell, mm-hmm. and then being like, and they're like, sitting literally at, on like the edge of the carpet opposite. with everyone in between them, which Yay. is very fun. The Goshian and the whatever. Uh, uh oh yeah, the Goshian and the oh it's um. I can't remember. She had in, in uh, it's the that that it's that feud. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. It's the same one. It's a, it's it's the same one. Um. Yeah. Um. So ran ran. They're basically living in skyscrapers, which uh, I think is very funny. But like half built skyscrapers yeah, 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 yeah. with no windows. Yeah. So, but they what the thing that this doesn't talk about is that the wind would be. Awful. Oh my like, god! Like it would be so windy in all of these buildings. I would hate it. All of it. and that's probably why. Once you get why... above like five stories, no, that's why Rand has no windows in his room. He's like, no, 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 fuck this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do the same. Uh, like absolutely not. <laughs> um. Oh, the charade. Yeah. Yes. Um. There's thirteen tribes if you count the Ayel Gen. Right, 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 right. Oh yeah, mm. they're not coming though. <laughs> I think uh, they will eventually. Well, yeah. They all come for the dragon. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Hashtag come for the dragon. Uh, and so, yeah, um, they basically are like, who's who's going to join us? B- basically, everyone will if you just wait, right? And so the, 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 the story of this is that everyone is like, if you just wait here, everyone will join us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be important in like six chapters. Um, because they're going to leave. But Moraine shows up with Egwene, and Rand's like, all right, y'all go do what you got to do. There's nothing more to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want, Moraine? And then Rand and Moraine get so petty towards each other. Um, oh my god. And someone smacks Rand in the back with the one power and he can't figure out who it is. I know. It was Moiraine. I know. I was like, She's losing what? It. She's she... losing it. I was honestly, I kind of hated this part until later on when Moraine is finally just like, I do not care at this point. I mm-hmm, will yeah. do whatever it is. Yeah. I will take an oath that like, I literally, I swear I'm here to help you. I'm not going to try and manipulate you. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. because she is at her wit's end. And it's crazy. It, it's so interesting to see, and Lan comments on it. Yeah. That she has changed from, like, so much from book one to book five. Come for the dragon sponsored by Bad Dragon. Is that what you? Why is our, why is this not sponsored by BadDragon.com? BadDragon.com. Feel, my DMs are open. <laughs> Your something's open for baddragon.com. Oh, um, <laughs> oh God. Uh-huh. Butt smack gate. 
I don't think he gets smacked in the back. I think he gets smacked between the shoulder blades on his back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a thump on the back, and he's like almost channels, and he's like, wait. <clears throat> yeah. And then, you know, and he apologizes for losing it as well. Yeah, they do eventually. Um, they both cool off. But there's a there's a moment. Um, it's too hot in the threefold land. It's just too hot. It's too hot. Everyone everyone's tempers running hot because they, they they need some AC. We bought an AC unit yesterday, y'all. It was very expensive, and you know what? The best money I've ever spent in my life, a second to your engagement ring. Fair enough. I'll you know take what I mean? That. Like yeah, those yeah, are yeah. the top two purchases of I'll, my life. That I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Rand uh, remembers Ileana. Ileana. Rand Rand is starting to like straight up just have whole loose Theron moments. Yeah. 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 Which it feels like a very large shift because that hasn't. Yeah. Happened. Well, but he's also gonna go crazy, right? Like this is the whole that that the taint. It's going to make yeah. him do weird shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. It is just like, it is a very strong step up um, from the last book. He, like, he remembers Ileana. He has full on, not conversations, I guess, but like moments where he speaks as loose there. And he's like, I don't know why I said that. And you're like, yeah. bro, you are not good. You are not when good. When has he ever been good, though? Uh, probably like book one. Before like he before, ever channeled. Yeah, yeah. Before the Trollocs show up, yeah. Um, so Moiraine pulls out one of the seals of the Dark One's imprisonment. Oh. And it is now, like, soft. Yeah, she, like, scratches it with a knife, and they're mm-hmm. all like... <gasps> yeah, so Rand, Rand at this point is, like, fully in the void, and he's like, I I have to give this my attention. So he drops the void and drops Sidon because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, no, I need to, like be present for this because this is really bad mm-hmm. and i'm glad that they did that because i was like okay yeah that's that doesn't seem like that big a deal but then rand reacted that way i was like oh this is a very big deal okay i understand well, i'm wrong you know they they're not supposed to be able to be broken and yeah. she's like if this falls off a table it will break yeah i was like cray 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 okay i also appreciated rand being like i don't um uh what what, what was he he's like i i don't know what happens when all of those break. But it's probably really bad. I'm just going to assume it's very bad. Yeah, probably not a good time. But they're not, they aren't the seals on the Dark One's prison, but they're the focus points of the, I, I was, I, I still don't really understand the, the Quendalar seals. I don't understand how they work. Like, uh, yeah. If they break, do the, is, is the, seal, is the Dark One's prison a place or is it like a spell? And are these just like the focus points of a spell? And if these break, the spell is broken or is it like a physical place and like the door is slowly opening? I really don't know. Or is it both and neither? You know what I mean? Is it like a metaphysical oven that you feel hotter? Oh, my God. No one is going to get that. (laughs) Oh, man. A lot of people are apparently spoiling things right now because I said that. So, um... (laughs) Yeah, we are are asking hypothetically if it's not something that is covered in the book. Uh, It's bad. It's bad. It's bad that it's broken. Um, and it's not a good time. So Moraine, Moraine is like, so what I need to say, I'm going to go do stuff because I'm mad at you. And Egwene is like, Ugh. and as Egwene is like, Ugh, and leaving, uh, the goblet flies into Rand's hand and you're like, oh, Rand is like channeling pretty casually now. Nope. Nope. Asmodian <laughs> is channeling in front of Egwene. Okay. But I also think that Rand is channeling far too casually. And too often. Is so ready at any moment to use the one power even though he knows it's going to make him crazy. I don't think that that's it. I think that he has to keep using it to get better at it. 
And so he, yes, I don't think he has a choice. Yes, but not for like, not for like, you know, he gets like thumped on the back and he's like, yeah. I'm gonna grab, like, you know, hold on to the void and like stay, like it, it just, I don't know. He does not seem to be very cautious about it. To be fair, half of the people on the planet want to kill him. Yeah. Like, he's insane. he's not exactly in a position of, like, comfort and safety. No. He but also even, like, lives in, in a building room, with no windows. No, but even in his room, no he's locks. like, he's like, oh, I could have done that with the power. Silly me. And I was like, maybe don't. Maybe don't channel the power for mundane, silly things. Here's the thing. I, I don't think... I, my understanding of the madness, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but my understanding of the madness isn't, like... Using it makes you go mad. My understanding is that, like, he is going to go mad because it is connected to him eventually. Oh, I thought like, that I the more... I don't think that the more he uses it, the faster he goes mad. Really? I'm pretty sure that that's exactly how it works. I don't know, because it... But is it only when more he uses you... it, or is it when he connects to it, or the, is it... the taint is there when he goes into the void and, like, and, and connects with it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that maybe, like, eventually he would go mad if he just could channel, but, like, never did. Maybe, may, maybe over time. But the, the more he connects with it, I feel like the, the, the more he's affected by it, right? Like, last, the... in the last book, he channeled so much power and mm-hmm. now he's having like full-on loose theron moments but he also says that like he can't not channel right like he's addicted to like the, the way that it works is that as you use it you become more addicted to it so right, i yes, i mean that like yes. i don't necessarily think he's like actively yes. choosing to channel i think that it is just happening and he doesn't have i don't think he's fully in control of it is what i'm saying Right. Oh, and it's so become like, more of like an impulsive thing. Yeah, to like yeah, yeah, grab yeah, yeah. Onto It's it. like a muscle memory that your body that it's almost like chosen for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost like an addiction that he can't quite. I, I do think that like literally using the power gets more taint into him. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he's sitting there being like, should I do this with the power or not? I think that his brain is being hardwired to use the power in every scenario as fast as possible mm-hmm. because of the like rush of it. Because that's even happening to the girls, and their side of the power isn't tainted, right? Elaine is literally struggling not to use the power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, I, I don't know, I, I think it's like a, yeah, MJ Dale says it's a catch-22. If he does not use the power, it makes him crazy, but the taint will do the same, yeah, yeah. Oh, So I yeah, think that, okay. like, not using the power is not an option, is what I, I think what I'm saying. Yeah, well, especially because he's trying to, like, practice, you know, like, there's not much... No. There's really not, yeah, he's, he's, he's caught between a rock and a hard place, I guess. Yeah, so um, he flips out at Asmodian for being like, um, yo. Flippant with his channeling. Yeah. Don't do that in front of me. Uh, and then uh, we basically, the, this, the beginning of chapter two exists to remind you that Jason Atiel is Asmodian. And it's basically just um, a reminder section. Yeah. Um, the <clears> one, <throat> the two things we didn't talk about, uh, Moraine is going to take all the artifacts to the White Tower. Yeah, Moraine does not know that Swan Sancha fell yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very, so, very excited for to find that. That out. moment is yeah. gonna, gonna be, cool. be crazy. It's gonna be cool. Um, and so yeah, so they're getting those packed up. I love the moment where like the guy half falls through the archway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, poor dude, poor guy. And then uh, yeah, Rand Rand is intending to march with the Aiel to just basically like take over Randland. He's like, if four of yeah, the clans, that's his plan, yeah. if four of the clans could achieve this, I already have six, and I'm expecting eleven. So, yeah, and Moraine is like, that is the worst possible thing that you could do, and I'm like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But it's yeah. also, I think Moraine's wrong. Really? Yeah. I think Rand's right here. I think that if he tried to come back and conquer without a show of force, then the, no one would uh, listen to him and they would fight back against the Dragon Reborn. I think that knowing how feared the Dragon Reborn is, if his goal is to conquer, then he has to do that with force. He won't be able to do it with kind words mm. and, and, and a show of power. So, you know, I think Moraine is right in this instance where... Like, and it's, you know, from Moraine's lived experience, she's a blue and it's all about influence and not like spies, but like diplomacy where it's like, hey, look, these are the prophecies. This is the dude. Like, you should back him up so that when he gets here, Mm -hmm. you have, you have good graces with this guy because he's coming no matter what. But the prophecies, the prophecies are believed by certain people, but a good majority of people think that the Dragon Reborn is as evil as a Forsaken. Yes, but they all know that he is the one destined to fight the Dark One at the last... Like, that is, like, very common knowledge. They, But they don't know that he's destined to fight him, right? A lot of people think that he's going to fight with the Dark One at at Tarmengate and and, and end the world. A lot of people in this world think that the, the Dragon Reborn is going to help the Dark One end the world, right? That's what they believe. And so you're you you can't that the there are too many ingrained ideas of who the Dragon Reborn is that are negative that are you're not going to be able to acquiesce with diplomacy and certainly not quickly, right? Like the version that you're talking about is a very slow process of convincing people to change their mind about a man who can channel not Here's going the mad. There's a bunch of world leader world lead, like like heads of state, I don't know what the heck you mm-hmm. call them in this world. And their countries, their borders, their land is already crumbling and falling apart. If Moraine is like, hey, he's coming no matter what, you're going to want to be on his side? Like, I don't know. If, if I was like... Which, in, which, which countries, though? If I was in, like... Um, the biggest countries... Kyrian, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, let's, let's side with that guy. They're already at war in Kyrian, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're falling apart. They yeah, but cannot... they're at war with Andor in Kyrian. Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna want allies. They're gonna want Rand. No, that, to, they want gonna want to be there, on Rand's there side. There is no power structure in Kyrian, right? There's no power structure there. The power structures are Tyr, which Rand already controls, and Andor, which is controlled by Raven, and Ilian is controlled by Samael. Like there, there aren't a lot of countries that they're gonna go be diplomatic to. And all, basically, the entire West Coast is controlled by the White Cloaks, who are not gonna follow yes, Rand. But they so, don't like, know. So like half of Randland right now is either under Forsaken control. Or under, and they know this already. They um, know where. Jason Trainer, thank you for that super thank chat. Thank you so much for that super chat. Um, smash that like button. Smash it. Smash it. Let's go. Um, Kyrian isn't going to side with the Aiel. Like, like, there's too many, there are too many ingrained hatreds toward him in Randland. He's going to have to fight his way through. And if fighting is going to cost lives, whereas yeah. they could be spared. I think they, Andor is literally controlled by an they evil... They don't know that. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they literally do. No. Yeah, they do. Alien, they know about. And Moraine knows about Samuel. And Fear straight up tells Rand about Raven in the next chapter. Or two chapters from now. No. Yeah, Rand, she tells Rand that Morghese is under the control of Raven. And Raven and, of Raven? No, yeah. but she and says then when, that like... And then when Rand goes to bed, he's thinking about it and he's like, Elaine's going to be pissed at me that I'm not going to go save his mom, but I can't do that right now. Oh, I guess. But like... She that... literally tells Rand. But he doesn't know that when he's made this plan. Sure, but he knows that Samael is an alien. He knows that the White Cloaks aren't going to go for him. Like, they, Moraine also believes, though, that he like she has... 
Moraine also believes that she has the backing of the White Tower and her spy network to achieve this, but right? But Rand doesn't trust the White Tower. Uh-huh. So, so he's not going to factor that into his plan. He doesn't trust them. He thinks that they are not good for him, right? The The problem is that, like, like you're, you're there at- are a lot of people who, like, if you show up with force, will fight back with force. Where if you show up with, like, talks and, like, an offering, they will listen for even five minutes. That is That is historically not true. It just people it, negotiate all the time. I would I would argue historically that is not how nations treat each other very well. Especially when it comes to one nation coming in and being like you're going to do what I tell you to do. Well, okay. It like if 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 someone came in and was like, "Look, the world is literally going to end. We know this." And they go, "Yeah, you're the one who's going to end it." And he's like, no, I am going to fight the Dark One and save us all. Why would they trust him? They don't know him. Who else are you going to trust? If the world is going to (laughs) end... Yourself. No, This is my whole point. No, no. If the world is going to end and you have an option or no options, you take the option. But why are you believing that the world's going to end in the first place? Because the prophecies say it. The last battle is... Clarice, are you telling me that every time a prophecy on Earth tells you that the world is going to end, you follow whoever made that prophecy? Uh, not in our world, because prophecies don't exist, but everyone knows Why what the last Why would they battle. believe that the, that is real, though? Because Why would they believe the that that is real? Happens. And what other stuff? What do you mean? The breaking of the world? There was no, but there was no prophecy for the breaking of the world. The world broke. How do you know? But how would they know? This is my point. No, but if they believe, if 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 you have the world certain... didn't end in 2012. It, it... also didn't end in Y2K. <laughs> no, but like th- th- that is the real world and not a magical world where there are actual prophecies that do come to fruition that, that you, people know about. You are you are bringing your the information that you have as someone reading this from the outside and not looking at it as like a king and Ilian doesn't give a crap about the reality of those prophecies, right? They, they, I think that if Rand showed up and was like, I am the dragon reborn, they'd be like, okay, cool. You're a man who can channel. You're going to go crazy and kill us all. We need to kill you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Eric is literally like, what about climate change on Earth? Exactly. And a bunch of people tried to band together to do something about it. And unfortunately, not everybody was on board. That is, that is literally my point. I'm, yeah, but it, be, some people will follow. But Rand. like, it's not like the United States decided like climate change. We're gonna invade and murder people to get you on board to stop climate change. Uh, Methany, thank you so Methany, much for that super chat. Look at the scheming high lords in Tyr for an example of how leaders might treat Rand. He doesn't even have all of Tyr on his side. Yeah, and you're never going to. So you need an army. Is the point? Not everyone's gonna follow him. There are nine forsaken that he has oh, to go he kill. He has an army. But, like, I just think, like, marching them straight through and, like... But if he leaves them behind, no, <laughs> he doesn't have an army. No, I mean that, like, you you don't just, like, march through and conquer. You go and, like, you, you come if in you and you show up request with an army, diplomacy. That's not how that works. No, yeah, if you... If you show up with an army, you are met with an army. No, no. If you send messengers that are, like, Rand is coming, he wants to chat... I'm sure they'd rather talk to him than be taken over by Aiel. They're all freaking terrified of the Aiel. They're like the best warriors. They're a good army. Thank you for joining the Nargs. Um, Thank you for that six months. uh, Clarice, climate change is actually destroying the world and our world leaders basically do nothing. For once, you're too naive on this one. (laughs) I don't think I am. 
I he think needs that, like, to conquer. He cannot just walk in and be like, I would like for you to follow me because I'm the Dragon Reborn. All right, so murder is your your option. It's not murder, it's war. That is synonymous. It's No, it, it is not. It's people. War is people murdering one another. It is people killing one another. Murder is a very specific kind of killing. It is. Rand is literally going to have to fight countries because they are being run by, like, the devil's right hand. All right. Like, that's the reality of the world they live in. Rand is not going to be diplomatic with Ilian or Andor, the two biggest countries in Randland. They're both, like, the two largest nations in Randland are both being run by the most evil people on the planet. He can't, he has to bring an army. He has to go to war. And yeah, sure. Is Shinar going to follow him? Probably. Is Kyrian going to end up following him? Yeah. Is Tyr going to follow him? Yeah. I think um, whatever, wherever Belthamine or whatever her name is, is from. That'll, Berlane. Wherever that place is going to follow him. But like, he's still going to have to fight a war. It's the last battle. He's headed towards the last battle, not yes. the last chat with the Dark One. They're not going to high tea and going to sit around eating little not, cakes talking about. I'm not talking about the Dark One. I'm talking about the the humans that are I know, like, but, but they literally they're they're currently following the dark one. Like he's going to have to go fight them. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think he? Do you think that he's gonna like go convince Raven to be a good person? No, I'm not talking about the Forsaken. But the Forsaken run these countries. Two of them. The two big ones. And the White Cloaks run two of the other ones. Like, they don't run any of them. Yeah, they do. They run Amadicia and they, they've taken over... I mean, they're over... kind of running rampant, but they don't have, like, a position... Like, they're not in charge as, like, a leader of... I mean, um, sure. In the same way that BP Oil isn't in charge of the United States of America. Like, wow. sure. Wow. Uh, thank you for joining thank the Thank you for being... Becoming an ARG. Dusty Wheel. What's up, Hi, my friend? Hi, Dusty Wheel. How are you It doing? is crazy that we're on book five. All right, I think we spent 20 minutes arguing about that, so... I think that was our best debate yet. I, I, I think we're both... I think we both make good points. I just think that you're wrong. Um, and you think that I'm wrong, and that's okay. Um, what's up, Dusty Wheel? How you doing? Um, we're currently debating whether or not Rand will have to go to war in order to conquer Randland, or we're, if everyone would just politely listen to him and do what he that says. That is not... We're, we're talking about whether or not we agree with Rand's plan about walking in uh, with a show of force or Moraine's more diplomatic approach. Moraine's diplomatic approach, which uh, isn't possible. Uh-huh. Moraine is also the character that literally burned... Uh, forsaken to a crisp with an illegal magic. So for her to be all high and mighty about she not was fighting... Like, she literally was like, sometimes the rules have to be broken. It's also a forsaken. It's not like a farmer and his crops. I know, but the forsaken run like half the country. And we don't even know where all the forsaken are. Sure. They're probably so more So kill kingdoms. every farmer just in case they're a don't forsaken. Don't kill the farmers. Fight the armies. Go conquer. Anyway. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Matt gets laid. <laughs> End of chapter. <laughs> No, Matt is uh, Matt is apparently as good at throwing knives blindfolded as he is at rolling dice. I don't really understand how those things correlate. I have no idea. Um, but every, no one wants to play with him anymore because he always wins. Honestly, I wouldn't play with him either, though. Um, also, Rand cannot feel as Modian channel, which I think is very interesting. What? Rand. You know how the yeah, women... He can. No. He specifically, he can't. He's like, I feel nothing when his Modian channels. Yeah, that was like a specific point. He's like, it, and it's very strange. It stuck out to me. He was, he cannot feel, he doesn't feel anything from Asmodian. 
which is strange. Because, like, you know, the women can see the glow and can feel when a woman is channeling. Mm -hmm. But Rand is like, I can't feel anything from Ismodian. I don't remember that. Yeah, no, there was a, there was a line about it. It was the first thing I wrote down about chapter three. Yeah, no, um, I think he can. No. Let's see. We'll see what chapter um, is. I mean, but Ka Karn says he can. Hmm? He does not see his weaves. Oh, okay. I wonder if it's yeah. because of the inverting thing that he was talking about. I don't think that's all men who can channel. I have a feeling that's because of whatever the inverting thing that um, they talked about is then. I guess. I just, like, I literally, like, wrote it down because I was like, that's so strange. Rand says he feels almost nothing. So I think that that's the shield that um, Lanfear put on him. Yeah. But I think he can feel, like, he still knows when, um, he still knows when Jason Nateel's, or Asmodian is channeling. But I think that it's, like, muted, or, like, you know, it's, it's like when you put the mute in the trumpet, and it's, like, less. You know? I guess. All right. I guess. Also, I, have I, you guys I, ever seen a mute for a tuba? No. Oh, my God. The mute for the tubas, like, it's, it's, Google it. It's so, it's so big. It is the largest butt plug you've ever seen in your life. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to He can feel it. it, but men don't glow. Hot. <laughs> um, I don't know why that's hot. I, that so, was, yeah, that was what I wrote down. One it, of the Shido sees Matt, and she's like, God, you know what? He's so hot. I'm gonna go, um, I'm gonna go boink him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she does. And she does. Melindra? Get it. Job well done. Get it. Um, <laughs> um, also, uh, uh, Matt calls Rand Lutheran, and he responds to it. Yeah. Yeah, Matt also like full on just like doesn't doesn't realize when he's not talking in the in, right language. Yeah, which yeah. I find very strange. Like when I'm speaking French, like, I know I'm that? speaking French. Yeah. I'm never like, did I just speak in French? Yeah. Um, because I can like hear myself. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Matt does not have any self awareness, but uh, he gets his dick wet. So good he, for you, he Matt. He does, and you know what? Good for him. Good for him. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's not a lot of like happiness in this world, especially you know with the Forsaken running around. So I um, did, I did like that Matt uh, before he was like, she's like, hey, do you want to go boink? And he's like, does the nine moons mean anything to you? No, okay, yeah, no, then okay, I do. we're good. We're then good. I do. Uh, she's like, no, but I can tell you the things I like to do in the moonlight. <laughs> so Rand heads home, uh, and we find out that Rand has been adopted by the maidens of the spear. Yeah, um, and he's the first man to ever be able to like go uh, into their house. Well, no, not go into their house, but live with them under their roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was interesting. No, I think literally he's the first man to be allowed to go, uh, other than Gaishan, obviously. No, they you just you need permission. Like a anyone who comes in needs permission, right? Like I don't think so. I think that the other I because I, even the the other clan chiefs have to wait outside on like the balcony, and he has to go meet them on the balcony. I guess. I don't think yeah. they're allowed inside. Dragon Snacks, thank you. Dragon Welcome Snacks. To the nerd table. Thank you for joining the nerd. I love your name. Um, um, yeah, so the the maidens have literally adopted him. Yeah, and, um, it's so cute. And he's like, he just wants to go to bed. And all the ladies are like, have you eaten? Are you cool enough? Do you need Did a drink? Did you wear the right clothes? <laughs> no. He's like, they like to mother me, but at least they don't mother me often in front of other people. Ah oui, et je peux parler français. Bonjour. Comment ça va? Um, same. Same. Uh. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, he gets up to his room uh -huh. and he's finally, you know, he's mm -hmm. like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm good. I'm good. Guys, I'm good. <laughs> Guys. Guys, I'm, uh, I'm and, good. Uh, so he goes in there and, uh, Avienda just like walks in 
He's like, oh my god. It's like, can you knock at least? God damn. Uh, <laughs> um, and he's like, I haven't seen you in like ten days, girl. Yeah, how you doing? What's up? It's been a minute. How are you? Uh, and she's like, I hate you. You suck. Choke on these nuts, Rand. And he's like, God damn it. What did I do? And she's like, you belong to Elaine. And yeah. he's like, I, I don't. Like, I really don't. Yeah. And then Isendra shows up. So it, it, does Avienda internally know that she's in love with Rand yet? Is that why she's so mad? Or yes. does she not know? And that's why she's mad at Rand. No, she knows. Especially because, like, um, Egwene saw her dreams kind of by accident. Mm-hmm. Where she's being chased by a giant Rand naked, only wearing the bracelet. I was like, this is a weird dream. She knows. Oh, yeah. It's like, that is so strange. And Egwene just watching her, like, run nude from Rand. She's like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to go into Avienda's dreams again. Fair. You know what? Fair. Um, I actually really like MJ Daniel brings up a point. He is the only child of a maiden to return to them. Oh, yeah. That's very yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought about it that way, but that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. He's like, he, he says, you know, that the maidens have my back or they have my something, whatever. And the the maidens is. hold his honor. Hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are like so proud. Yeah. They're like, hell yeah, we do. And they moved in here because he moved in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love it. I also that. love that he doesn't want them on his floor. And so every time more maidens move in, he has to move up a floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, I need some privacy. And the other thing is, Avienda 100% knows. Because she went through the, like, rings in Ruidian, right? And yeah. the rings show you, like, uh, all of your future possibilities. Kind yeah, of but in... you can't remember them. What do you mean you can't remember them? Like, the, that's that's what, because we, we learned that from uh, from Moiraine's POV, is that when you go through the rings, you're shown so many possible futures of yourself. No, Moiraine that literally... That they jumble together and you can't really remember the future. You can't remember, like, the whys and hows or how things connect. No, but I'm sure she remembers that in a lot of these futures she's with Rand. Because Moraine literally is like, I will not share his bed because I saw that in a future and it doesn't end well. Yeah, but she can't remember how she got to the point where she was in his bed and she can't remember what happened afterwards that ended poorly, right? And that's what that's what she says is like, I wish, because she says, I wish I could remember like the details around it because I own sure. all I remember is that I, I shared his bed in one version of my future and it was a it, it was bad. Um Rantel Moore, welcome to Rantel Moore, thank you back. Welcome back. Um, um and so it's 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 important like I think it's important to remember that like you're you see all of these versions of the yes. future. But the, the, they but don't have this like being with Rand, I'm sure she would remember that because I'm she's sure she's probably it's with a him in almost all of them. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So she definitely knows that there's there's stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sandra shows up and she is forced to uh, serve the maidens uh, naked except for the jewelry that she tried to steal that, you know, Lanfear planted. Yeah. But um, she's tried to sneak in. She's tried to sleep with Rand seven times. But I also like that Rand is like seven. He's like, really? I don't remember any of this. Really? Seven? Are you sure? And she she's hasn't like, succeeded your, once. Yeah, he's. She's like, it's your fault. You must be leading her on, otherwise she wouldn't keep trying because we punish her severely every time. Why? Why do you think? Why do you think she keeps trying? Why? Yeah. Because she's hoping to get out of like servitude. Like she does not understand how the how the Aiel work. I yeah. I, I guess. I for me, it's kind of like what. Dusty. After, like, the fifth time, you'd think it'd be like, maybe I won't do that. 
you would think. Um, Dusty, thank you so That's much real. for that super duper chat. I mean, you know, Shadow Rising is fully... The, the VODs are there. Yeah, I um, can't believe I missed your Shadow Rising sessions. That being said, is the Wheel of Time getting better plateauing or diminishing as a fantasy story? Um, we both said that the last book was our favorite so far. Shadow so Rising... definitely like... Shadow Rising definitely felt like a plateau. A plateau? In terms of, like, quality. Like, like I felt like Shadow Rising just, like, held very consistently. It didn't feel like it got better as it went. It didn't feel like it got worse. It just was, like... Oh, but from the From beginning book. to end, I felt... Yeah, but it's the highest plateau we've hit so far. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know yet with this book, honestly. The first nine chapters are not my favorite in the series so far. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, it, it was a lot... The, the, the beginning of this book is a lot of information. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of names that I'm not going to remember. So I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, Shadow Rising was definitely the was definitely a high point. The it's peak. one of my favorite fantasy novels I've ever read. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure, definitely the peak. Um, we had a lot of fun talking about the end it of the Shadow well. Rising is just incredible, right? Yeah, like, I, I would definitely put it in like the like up there with like the Two Towers and. Do you think maybe Isendra is being? Not compelled, but mm -hmm. influenced by Lanfear, or maybe even compelled. No, because Lanfear would be testing? absolutely the piss. No, no, no. But do you think like like Lanfear is almost like testing the waters, right? Because she 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 knows that like I he don't liked think she doing. Would do that. You don't think so? I think that is very sneaky. Would like see like For would what show purpose, up. Though? If they get into bed together, Lanfear would show up and be like, Ah, I see. For but for what purpose? She's. She's like very manipulative and kind of obsessive. I think it would give her an excuse to, to do what? I, I give him a spanking? I don't know. Like, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Lanfear is a, a, a little too. <laughs> I, I don't know to give him much. a spanking. I, I I I don't know. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I I hear what you're saying, but I'm I just. Saying, Lanfear manipulated her before. I don't see like why it wouldn't be possible now. It would. I just don't. I don't really get why she would like want Ascender to be nude around Rand. I feel like that just isn't like. If anything, I think she would want Ascender away from Rand. No, but she even Lanfear even says in earlier books like, um, you know, like they, those people can like borrow you, but like you're mine permanently. His time. I don't think like his dick. I think that the, I don't. You know what I mean. I don't think she wants to share that. I don't know. I could see Lanfear having some weird, crazy, twisted reason for it. And, and maybe I. I just. I don't really buy it. I think that would be a very strange. Um, I think it'd be a, a strange motivation eh. for her to be like, "You have to go." Well, try otherwise, and have sex with my like man. Like you said, like Isendra is uh, look, like. If if Landfair is into polyamory, that's fine. Like if she wants to share, it's not your custom. But like forcing forcing another woman to go naked into your man's room when you're a jealous woman just doesn't. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like her to me. It's either that or like Isendra thinks that like sleeping with Rand will like get her in his good graces and that he has some kind of influence over her punishment. Oh, I think it's a hundred percent that. I think I think Ascender's worried about dying. I think Ascender's literally scared that she's going to die because, yeah. and so she's like trying to find a way to have power. Or right? she's really horny <laughs> and it's like no one else. Or she will. just likes getting spanked. I guess. Maybe yeah. she enjoys being punished. Maybe she's, you know, maybe that's the whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> that's the, that's the smut corner.
Um, uh, so, no, the next thing is the smut corner because Rand uh, spends the night, because he can block people out of his dreams now, he mm-hmm. spends the night having lovely dreams about three women. Yes. Um, yes. Including mm-hmm. teaching uh, Avienda how to swim, which sounds hot. <laughs> um, chapter five. Uh, Among the wise ones. Egwene is in her tent, uh, and uh, Guy Shan appears and is like, yo, the wise ones need you. And she's like, all right, let's go. They they get mad at her for like delaying, but like she didn't, she didn't really, really delay that long. And I'm like, how, what? But also she's like, I, I know how to get there, but I'm gonna follow him. And she's like, maybe I should start running. But no, I'm gonna go at the, I, I'm gonna go at the guy Shan speak because I don't want to like be rude. Yeah. And then when she gets there, they're like, well, you took your time. And she's like, she's like, what do you what? I didn't really. She didn't even like get dressed. Like yeah. she literally threw on a robe and walked there. She has an interesting conversation though with the guy Shan, who is <laughs> like, she's like, what's your Corwin? Yeah, she's like, what's your what's your clan? She's like, I am Guy Shen. And you're like, yeah. oh, no, okay. They take it seriously. Uh, yeah, she's definitely been uh, in servitude for a very long time. She's like, when is your thing up? She's like... I don't think this is going to be a stream shirt for me in the future. Why? Look at these pit stains. That's pretty oh. gnarly. I'm sorry. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Just showing them off. It's not a good stream shirt. It's also... <laughs> yeah. I like it's a good shirt though. I love it. Max Rebo and Droopy McCool reunion tour <laughs> live from Anaheim 2022. Okay, um, so Dakuna, I also did not love Egwene in this section of the book either. I don't really like Egwene anymore. Yeah, there's or not Elaine. much about there's not much about Egwene that I find Elaine I find interesting. I'm very curious to see where her story goes. No, I'm I'm mad at Elaine. I don't find Egwene very interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about her story very much. Um, partially because they keep talking about her learning how to dream walk, but we're not privy to it. It's always like talking about it instead of showing us her doing it. Yeah. And so I just, I don't really, I don't really, we do have an air conditioner now, but we don't turn it on while we stream. It's loud. It's very loud. Yeah. So we got the room as cold as we could before stream started and then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Egwene, I don't know. I just, I don't. Black t-shirts only. Black t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't care. And yeah. I wish that I cared more about Egwene's story. Everyone else, I, she's like the least interesting character to me right now. Right now, yeah. As opposed to like Avienda, who I find like so utterly fascinating, or literally any of the Aiel, or I like Elaine a lot. Um, I no, uh, I, Elaine pissed me off. Elaine fell out of my good graces. In this <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll section. get to it. Um, but yeah, she goes to the tent, and Avienda's there, and Avienda's apparently like told the wise when she lied so they would like punish her about her own affairs i guess i don't know what she lied about though eh, i think she was maybe lying to rand about what i don't know yeah i don't know but she is she's been spanked hard yeah. um hard enough that uh i guess she has marks so yeah. Egwene or switched whatever canonically looking at her butt <laughs> canonically Hot. i love it um <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Egwene, they tell Egwene she has to, like, find her way into other people's dreams, and that's kind of the chapter. Uh, no, uh, Moiraine is there trying to convince the wise ones to uh, help her with Rand, and they're like, nah, we follow Rand. We're not here to, like, do your bidding. Fair, yeah. They they, they think yeah. that, you know, they're a fighting people, so they're on man, uh, Rand's side. Yeah, and so, Rand, uh, so Egwene and Avienda have to do 50 laps of the camp in the middle of the night, naked, while they're freezing. Which is um, how you get pneumonia and die. So I don't really agree with this strategy. Doesn't seem very smart. smart. Yeah. Um, but they do it. And uh, I do, I really liked, um, the, the end of the chapter is awesome to me. Because Robert yeah. Jordan having this moment where Avienda's like, you may say you don't understand Gia Toe, 
but you, but do, you do it. Yeah. And you, you kind of get it, right? And I was it. really into that. And also, Avi, like, asks, you know, do you think that um, Elaine would ever maybe, you know, uh, be like a, what, God, a sister wife? She doesn't say that exactly. Yes, I believe that, yes. That yes, yes. And I mean, even yes. uh, Grain's like, no. M- maybe well, for a really close friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. But maybe if they were, like, really close. Mm-hmm. Um, we all, they also do ask Avienda, they're like, Egwene, do you think Rand would share a room with Avienda? And she's like... Oh, right, the whole room situation. What? Egwene flips. I don't understand why they are asking this of Avienda. No idea. I, I, it makes I, no sense. Honestly, no clue. Yeah. So... We'll find later, because I literally don't get it. Magic can heal pneumonia? Fair. Yeah. You know what? Fair. Um, Chapter six? uh, Yeah. We're about to spend 20 minutes talking about Balefire. Yeah. So, chapter six. Rand wakes up. Something feels off. uh, And he feels something coming. And he's like, if I go downstairs, I'm going to have to fight it. Something's coming. I don't know what it is, but it's... Gonna be bad. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, I'm gonna go up to the top floor and I'm gonna fight them in this grand hall. Yeah, Len is like, you pick your your, your settings. And yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Good call. And so three puppies show up and they're super cute. Oh my gosh. They're three all super famous on TikTok. puppies. All super famous on TikTok. Uh, and Rand kills them with his sword. <laughs> and they're like, that's not good enough. I'm back. And so Rand kills them with Balefire. Yes. Moraine shows up mm-hmm. and is like, whoa. Why'd you do that? And Rand's like, give me one sec. I got to go do something. So he runs across town and wakes up everybody and they follow him across town and he goes to Matt's room. He doesn't go wake up everybody. Everybody wakes up as he's as he's running through the house. Everyone wakes up to the sound of his boots. Yeah. And so he doesn't go around waking people up. He does by making noise as he's running. And so as he's running around, people wake up and start following him. Yeah. And Maureen shows up and is like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. And then she. And so everyone is running around behind Rand in their underwear. Yeah. In the middle of the freezing cold. Basically. Which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But Rand's like, oh, they're after Matt next. So he goes and he bail fires the dogs on that are at Matt's place. Yeah. And then this is where shit gets fucking, like, literally nuts. Because <gasps> oh, this, this almost mm-hmm. broke me, guys. I'm not going to lie. As much as I said there's not a lot in this first section, this almost ruined my brain. Because my Rain explains... That if you use Balefire, it doesn't just destroy what it touches, but it goes back in time and destroys that thing retroactively in time mm-hmm. to the degree to which the Balefire is strong. Yes. What what the actual fuck does uh-huh. that mean? Uh-huh, uh-huh, this uh-huh. is the this is this is like the craziest thing I think I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. I love it. I was like, I was here for it. You came into the room and you're like, okay, so you're telling me. And I was like, yeah. This this is like when I watched Tenet, the Christopher Nolan movie. And, and I was like, sitting there being like, yeah, mm-hmm. that not that doesn't, that doesn't, what, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is timey-wimey stuff. I was fully like on board for the Doctor Who-ness of it. Um, I thought it was super cool, but yeah, it it, it is it is it is nuts. It, it is, is full on nuts. Like next level, deletes it from the pattern, and that's that's crazy because uh, like 
it's forbidden because A, it can do so much damage, and B, it's like incredibly difficult to control. So you know that Rand is going to use it and have to deal with some kind of consequences. But like, so in this case, a dog bit through the door yeah. and got its saliva on Matt. Mm-hmm. Then Rand hit it with Balefire, erasing it back in time a little bit so that less saliva got on Matt, which means that Moraine was able to heal him yes. because there wasn't that much saliva on Matt because some of the saliva that had been on Matt was never on Matt because Rand used Balefire, which means that Balefire in every single instance is a paradox. Yeah, that's why it can that destroy is, cities. That is... That is uh, Rand, thank you for the super chat. I just, I can't, I, like, I don't even know what that means. You'll get Because now I want to go back and read the Rand versus Baalzaman fight, because then Moraine used Balefire, and did that erase part of the fight between, like, was there, were there parts of the fight between Rand and Baalzaman that never happened? Because the Balefire hit him after the fight, but then... No, because here's the thing, like, Moraine is not as strong... And also studied mm-hmm. how to use it. And so I feel like Moraine at least had some semblance of control. Of like maybe he only disappeared like a couple seconds back, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. really, it really, it broke, it, it literally broke my brain. Like reading, reading, because I came upstairs to talk to her because I read it like four times. And I literally was in the doorway of our bedroom being like, babe. So, uh-huh. if you use Balefire, it... But those things still had to happen to lead to the moment where you use Balefire. Yeah. That's why it ruins the pattern. But but if they, but if you, okay, but if the things happened leading to you using Balefire. Uh-huh. But, so, but like, but, but here's the problem, right? <laughs> so say Rand, so say Rand uses the Balefire strong enough to erase those dogs by like a day. Mm-hmm. Then did Rand ever use Balefire? Because the dogs never got there for him to use Balefire, so th- so what happens? It's a paradox. See, this is the problem. Exactly. It's that paradoxical. Is why, that is exactly why it's so dangerous. Because it, it literally unravels the pattern. And and that is, like, horribly detrimental, which is why cities were torn apart by it. Yes. But but it does... But, yes. Okay. Whatever okay. you're going to say, yes. Okay, but, but, but here's the problem with that. Uh-huh. If you only have to go back like five minutes, because the dogs wouldn't have been there when he used Balefire anymore. Mm-hmm. But they so were. So why did he use Balefire? Because the dogs were there. But they weren't there because he used Balefire, and they're not there anymore. But that's the problem. It is apparent. Like it doesn't. That's why it breaks reality. <laughs> no, but if it breaks reality, it cannot work. Then, then, then they, they things ca- can't these exist. Things, yes, they cannot exist, but they do, and they have, and that's why the pattern like is on. Un- Starts to unravel. Only the dog side was burned back. But if the dog side is burned back, then the per- the dog wasn't there to be burned for the thread to be burned back. And so the, mm-hmm. so the yeah. thread can never have existed mm-hmm. because it doesn't exist in the moment when it ends. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So how does it work? Yes. But guys, I'm telling you, this was my whole night last night. This I laid in bed trying to think about this and I could I literally could not put this together in my brain. Mm-hmm. Every ma- every magic user in this world has access to an ability that fundamentally breaks reality. Okay, well, not every magic user. There's a reason that no one knows how to do it. And you it's don't need an ongrail to do it. You don't. You just you just need to know how to do it. Yeah, and then you, but like nobody knows how to do the, it. The world should cease to exist. 
fine. There's literally like because two people can... who know how to use it. No, no, no. But the back back in the time of the Age of Legends, everyone knew how to do this. Uh, Brian, uh, thank you for that. Bellfire mega chance. damage, especially yes. the nerdy brain. Yes. And that is why cities literally fell apart. That would destroy like the fabric of reality. Yes, that's why it's so dangerous. I'm, I, 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 that's why it is forbidden. Guys, I literally can't. Yeah. It's like one of those things where it's I literally like, can't it's with this. good I, that it got forgotten. I read it and I was like, this is, this is, this is my, this is, this is it. This is the end of me. F's in chat for nerdy, please. The world almost did cease. Yeah, but it didn't cease because of Balefire. It ceased because of like the breaking. Oh, that you Unless have... the breaking was Balefire. There's the breaking and then there's whatever happened before the breaking. Who knows? Can you use Balefire strong enough to erase Lanfear far enough back that she never opened the Dark One's prison? No, but the prison would still be open whether or not like no, Lanfear it wouldn't was there because for... she didn't do it. But she did do it. That's it's both. She it's can't both have done it things. because she wasn't there to do it. If you erase her back in time, mm-hmm. then okay. But so that's so. Here's, Maureen we explains can save it. The world. Maureen explains it because the the events that happened still happened. No, they but didn't there because was otherwise Matt would have all the saliva it, on his arm. Why? No, because the saliva isn't on Matt's arm. Therefore, this but is, it is on his arm. That's why no, he's burning. No, but the, it's but like most, half there and half not. Not there. No, because the, only the first drop of saliva is on his arm because the dog was... D- There's no drop. Because yes, there is. No, the hole in the door yes, there is, is not there. Yes, there is. There's a little hole and there's a little bit of saliva on him, but not mm. all of the saliva that was on him. That's what they say. They say that the saliva, only a little bit of the saliva gets on Matt because the majority of the saliva happened in the time period when the dogs didn't uh-huh. exist anymore, uh-huh. which means that if you could bail fire Lanfear strong enough, yes. you could hypothetically remove her from the pattern so far back that the dark one is never released and therefore the breaking never happens. You just have to use like the best Balefire of all time. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it Do you remember Time Turners? So much. I hate it. Yeah, but, but Time Turners yes. do change the present. This doesn't change the present. Which is why the pattern is, gets so, so messed up. It's so it paradoxical. It is messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so paradoxical, That's, and I just, it, I don't it, know what to do about exactly. it. Exactly. So, Fudgy, like, if you took Lanfear out of the weave of the pattern, that would go so far back, the entire thing would break apart. Yeah. Yeah. But you, but, but, it, but yes. it would reform in a better world where the Dark One was ever released. You don't know that. The The pattern would literally, it would, bre- there would be another breaking. <laughs> Maybe the breaking was Balefire. Why would it be Balefire? Because it ripped the world apart. Anyways, um, yeah, so this uh, is Nerdy's last book. Matt, Matt. This is actually my last week. Um, <laughs> uh, Clarice will be uh, joined next week by her new husband, uh, who is more handsome, smarter, and funnier than it's I am. It's Amelia Clark. Yeah, so stay it's tuned. It's Amelia Clark. Um, Big Wheel of Time fan. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, She's going to be playing um, Lanfear in the upcoming season of oh, Wheel of Time. Shut up. Do not get me going like that. Um, uh, Matt's necklace. Uh, uh, protects him from channeling. Yeah, we found out, we finally found out what the Fox and Medallion's for. Very, very Literally funny. very cool. And Rand is like, do not take that away from him. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you right now, that's Rand his. Rand is like, but the, the tower can stand. Nope. And this is where Moraine makes the promise to, like, do whatever Rand says. She's, like, As desperate. long as he will, like, listen to her. Here's the thing. Rand can now use Balefire. Like, she is, like, she is desperate. She's like, please, I have worked my entire life for this. I will throw myself at your feet to prevent the world from dying. Like, she's like, I will, do, I do not, she doesn't care about herself anymore at this point. She's like, whatever whoa, I have whoa, to whoa, do. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Brian 
Brian says, Brian Hoaxma says that, fun fact, Luce Theron killed himself with Balefire. Is that a spoiler? Did, wait a second. If Was it strong enough that he removed himself from the timeline? He made himself into a mountain. I'm, I, I can't. Let's move on. I literally, I, I cannot keep going over. But guys, my brain is, it shattered. I feel like I am in the middle of the Doctor Strange movie when they're in the planet that splits them into spaghetti. So the Dark Hounds go and spy on Asmodian, but they do not attack him, which is very interesting. And mm-hmm, Rand yeah. erases... They can't get through the... Um, the uh, Rand erases the, the trail. They can't... Uh, the dogs can't get through the ward that he put around the Okay, room. apparently that's wrong. No, he didn't. Cool. Yeah. Um, I was like that. He he's he turned himself into a mountain. The That's puppies. Not... The puppies can't get through the ward that ran placed around the room that would like burn them alive if they tried to get to Asmodian. Because they, I guess they are made of. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Well, um, he's warded that room so that no one can get in, right? When he's not there. No, it's anyone who can channel, who can uh, so any men who can, any man who can channel. So Asmodian can't get out. Oh, I think there are other wards, though. He put up... I think that was the ward he... I think that was the ward he's to stop people getting out, but I think he also has wards to stop people getting in because he puts them on his room as well. Oh, I thought those were, like, the dream wards. I don't know. Anyways, Rand is talking like Luce Theron. Um, chapter 7. The Aiel leave. The Aiel leave. Basically what I wrote. Uh, the Shido have been have decided that they are going to... Oh, no, no. You skipped over it. Landfear shows up. Oh, yeah. Landfear shows up and is like, hey, more gays? Under Raven's control. I was going to help you with this, but, like, I couldn't. Also, what do you have behind the, 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 the wall there? Um, you have those... You're thinking about what I said. Rand, okay. Rand straight up has a prison vault. Vault. Yeah, it's when you dig a brick out of the wall and you hide stuff behind it. Oh. Like, he, he, literally like a prison vault. I, maybe that's not the term for it, but um. I've always called them prison vaults. Yeah, he literally has this, like, hidden compartment in his room where he hides these, uh, the, the Sa'angrails. Mm-hmm. Or no, the Tarangrails that connect to the Sa'angrails. Yes, yeah, they're like the, the connectors to the, the most powerful. Yeah. And this is when, one, this is Rand going full on loose there in Telamon because yeah. he's like, Mirren, you were always too ambitious. I fell out of love with you before, Eliana. Ooh, sick suck burn. A, suck a duck, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lanfear's like, ow. That was unnecessarily oh. mean. Ouch. <laughs> um, oh, my God. And Lanfear's now upset that he wards his dreams because she wants to pop in and make sure he's not doing the hanky-panky, uh, turning all the way around uh, and bending over for any of the other girls in those dreams. You know, She wants to make sure he's not getting pegged by anyone but her. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, um, what? So, uh, Matt says someone asked RJ the question. This was his answer. So, the question was if I open a gateway in front of me, I open mm-hmm. that, uh, and that I open behind me and I bail fired myself, what would happen? And Robert Jordan says, You're entirely too obsessed and have far too much time. <laughs> Wow. You need to get some sort of life. I suggest you go have an intense love affair. Doesn't matter with who, be it man, woman, or German shepherd. Oh, wow. Okay, RJ, uh, bestiality confirmed. That's the whole... I want to be very clear, Robert Jordan. No. I like your writing. I don't support bestiality. So yes. We're going we're gonna to say We're going to no say a big nope to bestiality, but to sure. Um, but yeah, we find out that the Shido uh, are going to go start a war. And Rand is like, I'm going to get there first. And so everybody packs up and leaves. Yeah. Um, Anela shows up and uh, Lanfear opens a gateway. We didn't talk about the fact that Rand opens a gateway in front of Moiraine, 
And Marina's like, what? So what's that? <laughs> what the hell is happening? And he's like, don't worry about it. And he just leaves. And she's like... Cool, 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 where, cool. Where did he cool, learn to do cool, that? Cool, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where did he learn to do that? Why Maureen, is my voice so high? Maureen is definitely going to find out about Asmodian. James, thank James, you so much for the super chat. Super chat. Thank you again for Book Club. Thank you for it Book Club. It is our pleasure. Thank you. Um, um, yeah. So if someone used Balefire on Bella, then the world would cease to exist, right? No, nothing Bella would happen. Bella's the creator. She'd be fine. <laughs> Bella's like... They'd be like, what? why is this horse immune? And, to Balefire? Yeah. I did. I, I do appreciate that they made sure that Swan is still on Bella. Bella still yeah is good. Yeah, she's doing doing her thing. Are we gonna? All right, chapter eight or no? Oh my god, we still have three chapters. Seven. I mean, seven is the I you leave literally. Um, is there anything important in here? I mean, uh, apparently the Egwene um, Egwene teases Avienda a little bit about Rand, and yes. Avienda's like. Shh. Stop that. Um, the Ogier are uh, summoned to come rebuild yeah. the Meridian, which is very cool. Yeah, um, it's never going to happen. Oh, and Rand. Rand is like, want to see a cool trick? And the water comes into the fountain. Yeah, because there's the underground lake. So yeah. he's like, I guess creates... That was very fun. Something, I don't know. Yeah. Um, And then Moraine... Um, Moraine is like, yo. And Lan is like, yo, you good? And she's like... I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't like this, but uh, it's it's better than nothing. Yeah. Um, Lan is still best boy. Yeah, there's yeah. not much in that chapter, so. Yeah. Oh, except we do learn that Moraine won't sleep with Rand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did find that out, which is good. It's for the best. Um, we finally change perspectives. We get some uh, Elaine yeah. Nynaeve, who are pretending to be uh, dye merchants. Um, mm-hmm. traveling in their caravans. <laughs> um, the the panarch of uh, Tenchiko gave them gave them money and jewels money. to leave because she needed them She's gone. Like, Please get the hell out of here! I never, never want to see, see you again. again. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she's so she's like I, she is mad. She worked in that kitchen for like three days, and she was like, "I hate this so so much." Yeah, mm-hmm, leave mm-hmm. my city. Can yes. I? I want to talk about things that aren't in the next two chapters before we talk about things that are. Really quickly. Okay. Why do we not find out any like no mention of a Gianin? They don't bring her up once. Yeah, I know. And I was, I kept waiting for them to like acknowledge. I thought, yeah, they would say something. Yeah, I thought we would get some reference to their feelings about her or just anything. I feel like a Gianin is like getting down with Bail Dolman. Oh, sure. On they're a ship, they're but... on a boat dropping the manacles in the bottom of, in the middle of the ocean, right? Like, we, we know what they're doing, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I was, I was a little disappointed that um, mm-hmm. this character who felt like she was becoming so important to these characters wasn't mentioned in these chapters. That's all. Yeah. That was the only. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I was waiting for Iggy and Nine even Elena playing Dice Damar. Dice. Yeah, so some white cloaks show up and they're like, who are you? She's like, oh, we're just dye merchants. Oh, ho, ho. And then they, they that's fine. Then the white cloaks leave. Yeah, this was, I actually really appreciated this because I feel like a lot of times when the white cloaks are written in this series. They're like they're, too suspicious for yeah. no reason, right? Like, like they have no reason Sure, they're like looking for potential Aes Sedai, mm-hmm. but these like there's they have no reason. They don't have the like agelessness to them. They look like young girls. They're with like hired hands. Like they have dyes with them. Like they're just. Yeah. I, I appreciated having a scene with white cloaks where I was like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah, they have like better things yeah. to do. 
they don't need to interrogate one person for like eight hours. So they're like, okay, yeah. fine, yeah. There's, there's nothing suspicious about this interaction. There's no one has yellow eyes, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I, I did kind of, I, I appreciated having that moment with the White Cloaks as opposed to previous moments where I've been like, why are you, why are, like, you're overly suspicious. Yeah. And for no apparent reason. And the show did that too, where, like, the, show, the the people on the show, like, meet people in the woods and are like, what are you doing here? And they're like, walking? walking? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. No, I, I thought it was like. <laughs> Is it so weird that we're here? I thought it was very real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, okay. They're a little aggressive, but they're, but yeah. not overly so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know, Elaine is sassy to them for some reason. Elaine pisses me off. Elaine was like, you know, like, I I was excited about Elaine. Elaine is, Elaine is flirting with Tom, and I don't like it. Yeah, it's very weird. Why? Why, Elaine? What the hell is wrong with, he's literally like three times your age. And also used to bang your mom. Yeah. Like, it's so, I. (laughs) It's weird. Why is Tom not doing it, being like, absolutely not. It's super creepy and Nynaeve is right to bring it up I don't like it I, I don't like anything about it there is absolutely no reason for it to be there I don't think and I I, I hate it yeah I, I um, found it very I found it very strange yeah. that like I could never flirt with anyone that my dad fl- had sex with or my mom had sex with I don't think I could flirt with anyone who was more than like twice my even twice my age like I I, I don't know I know that like Matt's into older women but like this whole Elaine thing is... No comment. The, uh, the Elaine thing is very weird and creepy, and I hate it, and I don't. I hate Tom in it as well, because he's not really doing... Like, I don't get what the point of any of this is. I think Tom is just kind of, like, not stopping it, but I don't think he's encouraging it. I don't think he's flirting back. Sure, but he needs to stop it. It's weird. Yeah. It's fucking weird. I don't know. I think that he's trying to be there for her, and... In doing so, he's, like, trying not to, like, make her uncomfortable. And so he's, like, kind of, like, letting her kind of do her thing, but not... Yeah, no, I hate It that. seems like he's just sitting there and she's, like, leaning on him. And he's, like, I'm just not going to move. No, I hate it. But, yeah, it, I don't know. It's it's really... Spoiled palace princess without a father had daddy issues. No, I, I, get, th- I get that, but... No, I, I hate it. He had sex with her mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tom isn't encouraging it. He's just ignoring it. Tom needs to say something. Tom needs to be like, you are being too familiar with me. Yeah, but he's there working for her. Like, he's, like, under her in a way. Like, it's a weird power dynamic. They have, they, no, they have no problem. Tom, Tom has had no problem in the past speaking to Elaine like she is a child. Yes. Yeah, but speaking to her like she's a child in this instance, I think, would lead to a social interaction he doesn't want to have. Right? And I think that that's what this is about. No, I'm I think that he's trying to avoid the issue, and in doing so, it looks like he's perpetuating it, but I don't think he is. I just don't like it. I don't like Tom it. Tom says either. it's just a phase that'll pass. Yeah, exactly. No. I hate all of it. Um, but <laughs> I hate it. Uh, Constantine says, what was the difference between Tom and Dana and Kyrian? Good point. Um, she was a young girl. That's kind of his thing. And that makes it fucking weirder. Yeah. That makes it worse. No. No, I I don't I don't like it. Anyway, so that happens. And then um I love that Julian is sent to like go no, Tom. Tom go gets like groceries mm-hmm. and he buys three hams. And Nynaeve is like unacceptable. And well before so- he leaves, she's like 
please, for the love of God, buy vegetables and fruit. To be fair, he's like, I couldn't find any. And she was like, oh, maybe he actually couldn't find well, any. Well, yeah, when they get, when, because then, and this, this kind of confused me, because mm. Tom goes to buy them food. He does. And then Nynaeve is like, we're also going to go to town and buy food. And yeah. I was like, why? Yes. What are you, the whole point of, like, because Nynaeve was the one, because they wanted to stay in town. So Nynaeve is like, no, we're going to camp because we don't want to be around town too much. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be suspicious. So then Tom goes and buys food, comes back to the town. And then the first thing Nynaeve does is like, okay, we're going to go be around town more and be suspicious. I was like, Nynaeve, what exactly are you doing? I'm sorry, Nimsy, I, I, do, I feel like I do not need to explain why like a 19-year-old girl and a 50-year-old man is weird. Yeah, no, you don't. Okay. Especially all right. if he banged her mom. Yes. Okay. Like, I'm just. I just want to yeah. make sure that I'm. Yeah. It mm-hmm. depends. It depends on the age difference, and it depends on the age of the younger person. Like I think. Yeah. That like a twelve. 12- if the younger person is like thirty and the older person is like sixty, at least they have both matured out of their mm-hmm. like teenage years and maybe have some common ground. Elaine is like eighteen, nineteen. I think maybe? that like the, there was a TikTok recently where the girl was eighteen and the guy was thirty, which is weird to me. But if the girl was 25 and the guy was 37, I wouldn't find that as weird. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. People, uh, yeah, older men taking advantage of women who are mature for their age, creepy and mm-hmm. weird. Especially if you knew them before they turned 18. And you banged their mom. And you banged their mom. There's it's a weird. lot that's weird about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Nemsi asks, who's the arbiter of appropriate age difference? No one. Because it's not illegal. I'm not saying that what they're doing is illegal. I'm not being an arbiter. I'm saying that I don't like it. And yeah. that's my personal opinion. And we're all going to have opinions. Yeah. it's yeah. To, to me, it's predatory. Right. But that's to you. Yeah. Legally, it's not. And that's life. Sure. We sure, all have sure, opinions. Sure. Yeah. It's just, it's, I, I, Divide I, by two and add seven. I the golden it. rule. I, I honestly hate it. And I hated these last two chapters for that reason and for the reason where the chapter ends that... Mm-hmm. Nynaeve and Elaine literally, like, fell into a trap. Yeah. I was like, guys, you're in a city full of white cloaks. Wheel of Time says, I'm 26, and I struggle to talk to anyone below 21 without feeling creepy. Here, I, I'm, I want to be really clear. The, the floor for me, the absolute floor, is 22. If you are not old enough to have graduated college, don't. I don't want to be around you. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. I, I, I'm, I'm happy to be around you. I'm not going to date someone who's... I, and honestly, I probably... If we broke up, I probably wouldn't date anyone under 25. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just wouldn't be attractive to me. And I've never understood people who are like... The 40-year-old men who date 18-year-olds, I find it very strange. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... it's Yeah. It's weird. And I, I just... I, I hate all of it. Yeah. Um, Like, truly. I just... I think it's very uncomfortable because Elaine is barely more than a child. Yeah. And we were all 18, and we no, were like, I'm I, an adult. I, I don't care but... about the age difference. That's not the problem for me. He banged her mom. Yeah. It is so weird to flirt with someone that you remember being your mom's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. That is, like, that is a level of Oedipus nonsense that, like, I, I, I and I love Elaine as a character. I don't like she it. She pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't, I do not, mm All right. So... So, um... Chapter 9. Yeah, they go into the city, and, um... Nynaeve is like, we're going into the city. The thing I said we weren't going to do, we're yeah. going to do for some reason. Yeah. To get more vegetables. Mm-hmm. And then they go to the city, and there aren't any vegetables. And you're like, yeah. Um, yeah. What I found really fascinating about this moment is Nynaeve going, how are they going to get through the winter? 
You know what I mean? Like, there's a real, there's a real, she like... She knows. Yeah, 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 she this knows. This town is love. Mm-hmm. Tom is 61. Tom is three times her age. We're moving on. We're literally moving on. Um, we have to move on. Uh, Nynaeve knows that this town is going to die. And, like, that is tragic. That line hit me in a way I wasn't ready for. Yeah. Yeah. And she knows she's lived in a town like this. Yeah. You know? Like, she's... She's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. Eric. <laughs> Completely agree. As a 43 year old, I felt really weird making out with the 28 year old guy at karaoke last week. Not weird enough not to do it though. 28 is old enough. You're fine. Yes. You're in the clear. 28 is, is plenty old enough. Um, for if them they to were 18, I would be like, Eric, what, the, what, what did you do? <laughs> but 28, no, you're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I don't have time to oh, no. do more self-tapes. I'm going to lose my mind. But it's, it's, for, a, it's for a good commercial. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. they go to town, and Nynaeve, um, mm-hmm. apparently the yellows were able, were like so sure that Nynaeve was going to be a yellow that they gave her the secrets of their clan. Yeah, so the yellows, we, first of all, we find out have the absolute weakest spy network sources everywhere. Mm-hmm. And yet, they stumble upon a yellow, like, I I don't know, house mm-hmm. anyways. Um, Before we get there, though, Nynaeve does call out Ny- Elaine and is like, what are you doing? Yeah. Girl, what are you doing? And Elaine is like, I don't know, Rand's probably sleeping with people, so. I know, that makes it worse. I'm gonna flirt with Tom. Uh-huh. And Nynaeve is like, Mm-hmm. Shut up, be a phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We get past that, and we get to uh, the healer, the the seamstress, who was a yellow spy, and is now um, uh, in in kind of a twist on the scene from um, when they first get to Tear, and they go to the healer's house. Oh, uh, it's kind of a similar like, oh, let's go have tea in the back room, um, and mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna get captured again. Uh, in the back room while having tea. Um, but obviously this time it's... It's the, it's the theme. Yeah. Yeah. Last time the healer was on their side. This time the seamstress is not. Do you think that the healer... Uh, do you think that... Sorry, the seamstress is working for the White Cloaks or is working for Elena or is, like, indifferent? And this is going to be, like, a twist on a twist. I... I don't know. I, I, like, because I, I don't think it's the White Cloaks for some reason. Okay. Because it almost feels too obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really don't know. I found this, I, I found the ending of this chapter to be very confusing. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad Egwene isn't there to get kidnapped again. Um, <laughs> yeah. But how many, like, how many times have the girls been kidnapped now? Uh, a lot. Um, <laughs> a lot. Should have been a queen. No. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who they're... I, I don't... They're, they're in a weird part of the world, so it kind of only makes sense for it to be the White Cloaks. Because there's no way that Aleda has managed to get, like, a network of anything out this far, this quickly, right? Like, they're really struggling with their networks. No, Aleda has literally said, put the word out there mm-hmm. that everyone is welcome to come back to the tower, which is what the girl tells her. Yeah, but Aleda didn't tell them to... Tell your spies to kidnap no, just, women. Just get the word out there. But I'm sure the yellow is like, they give the real names. It's Nynaeve and Elaine who are missing. Yeah. And so she's... They're like, not missing, though. Yeah. 
But Elena doesn't know why they're missing. Like, they're not, like, my... But Elena wants El- Elaine the most out of anyone. Like, Elena is convinced that Elaine is the key to all of this, right? Sure. Then, but, so if it's Elena, why knock them out? Because the, the this person, because Elena doesn't know what Nynaeve and Elaine have been told, what they've been up to. They know that they were friend, friendly enough with Suan. She knows that they were plotting together. Like, she knows that they, like, were me. Like, sh- like, I think it's just erring on this side of caution. To knock them out and keep them unconscious for the month it's going to take to get them back to the white tower? I don't know is why I'm asking, because I, 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 I'm not actually sure what the end goal is here. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, really think that it makes sense. For it to be Alita. I, I just don't. I, I think it would be very strange. If it was Alita, then just tell them to come home. That's why I'm like... like that's what the message Is it the be? White Cloaks then? Did the White Cloaks convince an Aes Sedai to put a, like, their, like, special code symbol so that they could, like, capture, uh, like, they could capture, um, um, uh, unsuspecting Aes Sedai? Like... Mm-hmm. Though, although in that case, they would only pick up yellows... Yeah, and that and that and that's just where it gets a little. That's why, like the Aleda, if it was Aleda, I feel like they would just be told to come home. And here's the thing: if it was Aleda, they are headed for the like. That's literally yeah. where they're going. Like I it would be very know. weird to like I am very... knock them out and kidnap them back to the White Tower while they're yeah. on their way back to the White Tower. That's why I did not like the last two chapters at all. I was like, I, I, I I'm so confused. So my question is: is it? Because I here's the thing: I don't think it's the White Cloaks. I'm gonna tell you who I think it is, which I haven't said yet. Oh. We've, we went around in circles, and I didn't even Sorry. say what I think. I think that it is the Black Asha, because one of the women that they're chasing was a yellow. They're, they do have a yellow, yes. So I think that I think that it's the Black Asha. So I think they've been kidnapped by... Again? Well, but the, but the, the Black Asha would be chasing them right now. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense for a yellow to use her network. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Y'all, smash that like button. Yeah, smash it. I did it. I did the YouTube thing. Whack it. Like, Carol Baskin whacked her husband. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Remember that, Zeus? Yeah, do you remember Tiger King? Carol Baskin. God damn. Killed her. (laughs) It's weird that that's like a joke. And they're making a movie out of it? No, it was a Hulu series. A Hulu series. It it came out and no one watched it. Oh. Yeah. Because you have this documentary. Why would you watch, like, the reenactment of the documentary? Doesn't make any sense. Um, um, okay, uh, yeah, I could see a Black Asha, but I, I, don't, I truly don't know. I, I just think it makes sense, because why would, like, how would the White Cloaks have figured out what the Yellow's strategies were? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure as soon as we pick up the book, we'll figure out what was going on there. It's, I um, love, it's the tinkers this time. It's a curveball. What? Makes sense. It's, uh, it's, it's the, uh, it's actually the Afan Mir, the Sea Folk. Or like you know what? But yeah, that's actually that's the end of this. That's that's what we're up to. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy, hey. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what? What? <laughs> no, it was just like this. This this section of the book was just so many ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So before we get into our segments, I mm-hmm. do want to say uh, the next week we are going to end at the end of chapter twenty-one. So read chapters ten through chapter twenty-one. Um, next Friday, we will be back. We're still, we're going to be live, uh, through the summer, y'all. I think that, um, we're not taking a Friday off until, um, probably Labor Day weekend. Well, hopefully there will be a video up that Friday, but we will Labor not Day? be 
be in Toronto. Oh, yeah. you mean September? Yeah, I know yeah, we, yeah. I know, I know we took the last couple of weeks. It's been a little bit complicated with all of our travels and yes. stuff. This summer, I'm, I'm telling you right now, much like the fires of heaven, the fire of this podcast will be going strong through the summer. Yeah. Um, and uh, no weeks off for a while. I think chat also wants you to do a stream of your um, tier list that I did. Save doing that Kingdom next list. week. Yeah. I was thinking of doing that maybe like on like uh let me get back to you. I have a big audition on Tuesday, so Oh right, right. Yeah, no, I do don't it. Know. We'll worry about that afterwards. But um Um but uh yeah, Eric asked how did my show go? It was incredible. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the reason things have been complicated is I was doing the world premiere of a new concert version of Ragtime, mm -hmm. the musical, in Calgary. And it was amazing. We uh, we had uh, our night shows were both completely sold out. Uh, we had some student matinees and stuff that uh, they bust in kids to come learn about early 1900s America. Uh, it was absolutely an incredible show. The cast was just stellar, mm -hmm. uh, and the orchestra was magic. Uh, just you know, getting to sing such a beautiful score with 57 pieces was mm -hmm. just um, was just really really wonderful. And uh, I, I was very lucky to be a part of it. It uh, reinvigorated my artistic soul. <laughs> so uh, I was very grateful to be part of that. You and like to hear it. Yeah, it was fun. I missed okay. this one, though, so it's good to be back with her. <laughs> Clarus, you know what time it is, right? I sure do. Time to get into our highs and our lows. Y'all, around my dinner table with my family as a child, we would uh, share high and low every day because it was important as a family to come together, celebrate our highs, and commiserate over our lows, be there for each other. And so that's what we do here at the end of the show. Clarus mm -hmm. starts with her high, then I do my low. She does her low, and then I end with my high so that we can compliment sandwich this biche. Um, Clarus, what's the best part of this section? It's t I think it's tough. Oh, Sand, welcome sand. back to the nerd welcome table. welcome back. Six dang months, my dang dude. We missed it too. We're going to, you know, we're going to be super consistent over the summer. We um, only missed one. Well, of the Wheel of Time. Yeah, and, and Brotherhood. Right, we yeah, did yeah. do Brotherhood, so it was a little, like, murky, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, so my high, I think, for this section was actually the very beginning and getting those Forsaken POVs. Oh, okay. I think that is, yeah, that is my high. Yeah, I yeah. agree. It was fun. Landfear's plan did not make sense to me, but I enjoyed no, it. No, but I'm yeah, yeah. so I'm so interested in her. Mm -hmm. Like, she is fascinating to me, so I'm, I'm here for all of it. Yeah. All right, that means it's time for my low. Um... I know, I'm going to let you have that low, because I know what your low is going to be. Yeah, you so, know what my low is um, going to be. I, I think my low is going to be, um, Avienda being so, like, insistent that Rand is um, egging on Ascender. Mm. With, uh, with her going to his room, when he does, like, he does not give off the vibe that he wants her there. I get, yeah. But it's she's weird. just so like, you're doing this. And he's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, yes, you are. Mm -hmm. I don't don't lie to me, Rand. And he's like, I'm I'm not. Like yeah. I don't I don't want to have sex with her. Yeah, no, that's valid. Yeah. Uh, you know my low. My low is the Tom Elaine thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Elaine is a child, and Tom banged her mom, and he should be like, you need to chill yeah. out. Um, it's weird. And especially because the reason is she thinks that Rand might be flirting with other people as well, possibly. That is always a trope, like a a a, a, a female trope that I've like hated in media. It gets used all the time, and I think it's so messed up. Because I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't have any friends that were like, this guy's probably, fr no, I guess maybe like high school. But that's why it makes it worse, because it makes Elaine feel even more juvenile. Mm -hmm. She feels like a high school kid, and I don't like any of it. So that's it. That's my low. Yeah. Uh, my high, uh, this might be, I think this is going to be a surprising high. I think this is going to be unexpected. 
Um, my high is the Bellfire stuff. Because it's very rare in a fantasy series in book five to get a new concept that is very exciting. Yeah. You know what I mean? It can be really tough five books in to introduce something that, like, actually has the reader going, like, wait, 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 huh? Yeah. And that's how I felt. And so, like, yes, I'm confused by it. And yes, I have a lot of feelings about it. But I have a lot of feelings about it, right? Yeah. And so when I'm reading something, for me to have to read the chapter, the paragraph four or five times mm -hmm. to really feel like I, I'm even beginning to understand what it means and to still want to read the book, I think that that's a high. And I think that that's the power of Robert Jordan's writing keeping me invested in this world as he's building it out to be this insane thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know what? I, I don't want to add a low. I don't need two lows, but I do want to say, like, there's too many names at the beginning of this book. I don't remember. I don't remember a yeah. goddamn Aes Sedai from the prologue. They're going to come back and be like, who is this lady? Yeah. I do not remember her Aja or how pretty or not pretty she is. Um, but no, the Balefire, the Balefire moment was just, it was so, like, it was such a big concept mm -hmm. that reading it was a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, before we get into Smut Corner, it is time for that second plug of Audible. Audible is uh, probably not super happy that I mentioned Smut Corner and then Audible, but Audible has <laughs> Smut on it. Do you want to listen to some very talented audiobook narrators read sex into your ears? Audible.com slash Nerdy Nightly is the place to go for your free trial of their incredible service. This is an adult podcast, uh, and so go read adult books. And by read, I mean listen on Audible. Um, I, I don't actually know if this is on Audible, so maybe it's like a, a, a bad example, but I'm pretty sure there is a recording out there of Gilbert Gottfried reading Fifty Shades of Grey. That's the hottest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but, um, he took my pants and he pulled them down my creamy white thighs. Oh my god. And then he pulled his tongue up my thigh towards my inner womanhood. That's, that's all right. That's enough my of that. My quim was um, quivering. Uh, audible. Audible. Thumbs up. Smash that like button. Yeah, Audible's fantastic, y'all. Um, Audible is a fantastic... Uh, oh. Audible's a fantastic service where you can listen to books read by famous people or not yeah. famous people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, most audiobook narrators, not famous. Um, mm -hmm. They're just... They've got good voices. Um, like Gilbert Gottfried. Totally not famous. Go to nerdynightly.com slash... No, no, don't, don't, no. Go to audible.com slash... No. That's not it either. Go to audibletrial.com slash nerdynightly. Oh my god. We got there eventually, <laughs> Get your free book, free month on Audible, and uh, enjoy uh, that free book on us. Mm -hmm. uh, recommend a book. What's a book they should go listen to? Aragon. Aragon. Is there an audiobook for it? We don't know. Yes. Probably. Oh, I've listened to it about 30 Probably. times. Probably. I'm going to... You know what I'm going to recommend? What? You know what I'm going to recommend? What? The, the of Fires time? of Heaven. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of Fires of Heaven, Clarice, where would you have added a consensual sex scene? We're going to be very clear. Smut Corner is 100% yes, consensual. Absolutely. Because um, the Forsaken make that a little murky. Uh, this is hard. There's already so much smut. This is so horny. This book is like... So horny. <laughs> Robert Jordan was like fully erect writing this entire novel. Yeah, yeah. I wonder Just if Just thinking like, about women putting their arms under their boobs. <laughs> Yes, it works. I don't have big boobies, so it doesn't work for me. Um, uh, okay, I'm gonna... I feel like Elena has, like, way too much sexual tension. She's, like, ranking the people and, like, their hotness. I think she just needs to, like, bone down with her... Uh, with her. Just a full-on orgy in the yeah, White yeah. Tower. Yeah, it's like, I will make you respect me. Now get on your knees. <laughs> Ha-cha-cha! Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. 
Lots of lady loving in the White Tower with Aleda. Yeah. She needs she needs some kind of release. No, I agree. I mm-hmm. agree. I That's think, my smut corner. Um, I think that uh, my smut corner, um, I don't know how much smutty it would be for the people involved, but for me watching it would, would be Avienda punishing a sender. Just like watching that spanking would be very fun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Got uh, it, got it. it. Uh-huh. Watching Avienda get spanked by a meese, into it. Into it, yeah. Yeah. A lot of spanking. Just honestly, like an orgy in the sweat lodge. All those sweaty lady bodies. That would be very... Mm. That'd be great. Mm. Have you ever had sex in a sauna? No. Oh, it's fantastic. I've like been in a sauna like four times oh, in my life. Oh, highly recommend. Because everything's so wet already that it's just like slippy slidey. It's good times. I just feel like people would taste like sweat. I don't lick them? I don't... What do you mean don't lick them? Don't lick their It's a bunch armpits? of ladies. What? No, their entire body is covered in sweat. Yeah, but it's like clean sweat. It's not like like sweat that's been on the body for a while. It's like that you literally like clean like use the stayra the to like get the dirt off first, and then yeah, it's not different than you're you're already licking their sure. juices. Sure. Why would uh, that be? Why is that the line? Oh my god. What you think I never go down on you when you're sweaty? No, I just that's it's just a lot of sweat. That's all. It's not that bad. All right. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. No, saunas are a great place to have sex. Great. They're super fun. I, 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 yeah. And I, I claim inexperience. Saunas are dry, steam rooms are wet. I'm, I am, I'm wet in either of them. <laughs> I'm a sweaty boy. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Oh my God. Why does anyone watch this show? It's a good question. <laughs> It's a very good question. Oh my god! One day Audible will actually like watch the podcast to see what they're sponsoring, and they're like, "What is wrong with you?" They're people? Be like, "So we need to, we need to have a little chat. We need you to go back and edit us out of anything to do with you." Oh my god! <laughs> Remove it. Bail fire any reference. Bail fire Audible out of your. <laughs> The, the the funny thing is like yes our our podcast is adult but oh we do we're, we don't say anything negative about Audible Audible's great Audible honestly is great yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah are there any other sex scenes you would add to this no there, this one was already super smutty that's uh, true super smutty so it's true I think mm-hmm. um I I I think that like R- Raven um you know I think that he's always in control of the women in his life right mm-hmm. so I think that like to like for some variety. I think that like getting Gil, G- Galdian, whatever her name is, and Lanfear to like peg him, you Grindel? know, Grindel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which sounds like Grundle, which, is, but um, the getting the two of them to like dominate him a little bit, so yeah. he gets that like variety in his yeah. life. He's like, hey, so like we're on the same side now. Yeah. I've always wanted to try something. <laughs> Have you heard of a strapon? Uh, yeah, Lanfear, Grindel, uh, Raven. That 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 would be hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No magic involved, but uh, yeah, yeah. Oh man! Thanks for this show. Out. Will get canceled one day by no. society, but no. until then, uh, keep coming back every Friday morning at eleven a.m. EST. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you listen to it on the podcast feeds, this is available wherever podcasts can be downloaded. And if you happen to have an Apple device and you love us and want to help us out, go give us a five star review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Yes, uh, if we. You, ha- if you leave a funny review, we're gonna read it. Yes, we will. We will read all reviews uh, that are left as long as they're five stars. Uh, so do that for us, please. Yes. Uh, or don't. And or don't. just keep coming. It, it, 
honestly, just keep watching the show is the only thing we actually ask. Um, anything else is just um, uh, a bonus. Strapongreal! Oh, the that's best Angreal, yeah. That, that, that's a shirt. Strapongreal is a shirt for that sure. That is going to have to be a shirt. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We, we need someone to design all these shirts. Because um, <laughs> I'm not an artist. We have so We have someone. I know, but I, we, yeah, we'll we need time. We'll figure it out. Anyways. We need time. Anyways. Uh, if you want to uh, follow us around the internet, you can. Mm-hmm. I am pretty much everywhere at Nerdy Nightly. I'm at Clarice Polaris. Um, Since you when? can also... <laughs> Since like a four months ago ish. Has it been four months? Yeah. Oh my god. I know. Um, wow. uh, you can also join the Discord if you want more Wheel of Time stuff. Feel free to join the Discord. There's a this section uh, that we can't go into because you guys can talk about spoilers. Somebody told me I might have like out predicted my whole like Tuatha on prediction. No, you did not. Uh, I, somebody was like, you might have already one upped yourself, and I was like, in wait in the in the. Last week when I was doing my... You predicted something? No, no, no. It wasn't that I predicted it in that moment. Mm -hmm. But apparently I have also predicted something else that might outdo even that one. I was like, I don't. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll find out what that is hopefully sometime in the future. Thank you, mods. We appreciate you. To our mods, we love you. To Mm -hmm. everyone who has not left yet, please like this video before you leave. Hell yeah. And until next time. Do something nerdy tonight.